With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, don't forget the Johnsons are coming over. I want to find a rosé Jill hasn't tried yet. Let's go exploring at Total Wine. Their prices are ridiculously low. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, always low prices. Total Wine and more. Ese último McNugget me toca a mí porque soy la mayor. ¿Y eso qué tiene que ver? Los mayores se respetan. Eso no existe, ¿cierto, mamá? Ya, yeah. quédense tranquilas. Aquí hay otra cajita de McNuggets. Respeto, ¿viste? El no hay rivalidad cuando hay McNuggets deal. Hay un deal para cada salida familiar en McDonald's. Compra uno de tus favoritos, como unos McNuggets de 10 piezas, una Big Mac, una Quarter Pounder with Cheese o un Fileo Fish y te llevas otro por un dólar. Por tiempo limitado, precios y participación pueden variar. Válido para un producto de igual o menor valor. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Fatback Four podcast for Sunday night. I'm Gav, and with me, as the usual, I have Shawnee, I have Keith, and I have Grizz. This show tonight is brought to you by Manscaped. Um, the stuff that you, you know, you treat your balls, basically, and the surrounding areas. And we're going to have a little chat about that at different intervals tonight. Um, some of us have received our Manscaped stuff. Some of us have used it. Some of us haven't received it yet and will in the coming days. And some of us are saving it for our birthday. Um, more to follow. Lads, um, we're going to talk all things Brighton v Liverpool and a few bits around um, VAR will come up, a few things that have happened in the Arsenal game tonight um, that are interesting, uh, to be honest with you. And you know how this Sunday night works, everything about the game, everything in, in between and anything else that comes up in the chat while we're at it. And Grace, I'm going to come to you first and we start where we always start and that is the lineup. Um, You know, a lot of people... Yeah, a lot of people getting upset, Chris, about the lineups when they come out now, and, and it's like, oh, it's, we're picking him and we're picking him. We're running our bodies, Chris, aren't we? Yeah, we, we we really can't have a go at him for lineups. Well, we couldn't in the, in the past anyway, because he always proves us wrong. But now it's difficult because he's literally he's literally having to explain himself before and afterwards about how he goes about uh, selecting his teams these days. And it's yeah. all about what his medical team tell him, basically. It's not based on ability or who's in form, which is the usual way of selecting your best 11. Um, these days, it's much more nuanced than that. It's, it's, it's all about um, who's in the red zone, who's played the more minutes, game uh, ma- managing minutes, um, you know, loads of rumours the night before that, you know, Matip's out for six weeks and Tiago's out and, you know, all sorts of stories and rumours. And, you know, it's it's difficult to it's difficult to work out what Klopp's thinking when he's picking these teams. It's it's literally, you know, anyone's guess. Um and it's it's a it's a sort of it's a, it's a case of counting up your wounded. 
see who's ready and fit for battle and 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 go forth. Uh, so, look, we saw the lineup. We knew the right side was going to be weak with Phillips and Nico. We knew Milner's going to break down. We we kind of knew it, didn't we? We knew it. Three games in six days or seven days, um, and that's the way it turned out. It is the way it turned out, and Shani, I wanted I want to go to you when when you look at uh, Nico Williams and and Nat Phillips, and you know you have Fabinho there, you have Robertson there, you have Allison there. My biggest concern, quite obviously, I think, was that right hand side of the of the back four, but the midfield was what got me, Shani, because like Chris said, Milner's playing um, three games in in seven days. You have Wijnaldum in there that's probably playing six games in twelve. 13 days um, maybe a bit more than that and it was a two man midfield and I thought we're running now on numbers you know I think these lads are running on, on the limit at the moment because of the lack of you know movement in the team and and being able to rotate what way were you going into this Shani because I know you've been a bit sceptical going into the likes of West Ham and, and Leicester and stuff like that what way were you feeling before this same again Gav same again uh, pessimistic it's just for want of a better term, Klopp is completely hamstrung at the moment with what he can do in terms of team selection and who he can pick because there's Milner out now who is sort of a utility player who he could use in right back and centre mid. He, he's one that's gone. So he was one we were really would have been counting on over this run. So Klopp is just in a, in a possible position now where he has to do wherever he can with foresight. So everything is done with foresight now because he needs to be looking down the line saying, well, I have Ajax and then I have Wolves and then we have these games. With the way that the bodies are falling now, you just, what what can he do? His hands are completely tied. It's not like you could have said, oh, well, he could have played him, he could have played him. He's literally, we're on the limit. Like, you, Grace is talking about individual players being in the red zone. I think this squad is in the red zone and... I think the fact that we're level on points with the leaders at the moment is unbelievable achievement, if I'm honest, considering the games that we've played. Um, it, it's serious going, but this won't last. It can't last. Like We're in the red here. And yesterday and Atalanta, we really started to show deficiencies. The system is starting to really struggle. Another game yesterday where we really struggled to create any chances. Yeah. Especially first half. <clears throat> well, it's funny now you say that because I was going to come to Keith and I was going to say to Keith, Keith, we started quite brightly. I thought <coughs> Brighton looked quite open. Um, Salah, I think we yeah. have two good, decent chances early on. Salah especially, he's put in behind, he takes a touch, he swings at it a little bit, but it was a kind of a warning shot of Brighton. And I thought, yeah, what I thought straight off the back, Keith, was we're going to come out and try blast this. You know, we are, I think we are running on, on, on the limit at the moment, you know, we're, and it's a case of we're just trying to get through games and hoping for no injuries and, and try to get rest into players where we can. And it's a massive juggling act we have. But I thought we'd come out, I thought we'd come out the first 10, 15 and look really, really sharp. We did. We came out of traps in both halves, um, like we were going to stamp our authority on it and for some reason just frittered away. And what the lads have said, about players and squad being in the red zone, it is true. You know, it's it's just a case of getting through these games. And in my opinion, being where as best placed as we can going into it. I mean, Saturday is the prime example. We should have hopped off them, right? We should have hopped off them and um, 
for some reason we just didn't have it in in the legs. We didn't have it in the squad. You've got Milner, as you said, a, a utility player who you know covers a lot of positions. Well, Milner's gone. We've got um, we already started with um, Henderson on the bench coming back in, and I having to be rested because of. <clears throat> Man, I haven't to be rested. Come on, lads. Bear with me a sec. We're getting some feedback here. I don't know what it is. Hold on. Keith, have you just knock off your mic? Knock off your mic? Yeah. One thing I will say, like, Brighton, it's a tough place to go, you know what I mean? So I don't think three points was ever a gimme. They're a well-coached side. And it was always going to be tough. Yeah, I, I, I'm getting some feedback there. I don't know, like if if you saw, just take a t- turn just to knock off your mic and knock it back on again. It's it's um, it's somebody, it's it's somebody just starting to. It's gone there now. It's gone there it's now, me. and now it's back. So it's Shawnee. Um, Shawnee, just just knock, just knock him, come out, or go back, go out and come back in, and you'll be absolutely fine. That's the best thing to do. It's just a bit of interference. Um, but Keith, you know, we did start off quite well. Sorry, I just have something in there. Um. Just let me get this up on the screen because uh, Pat Panasers, um with a donation says just a little support the channel. Ha- had a good win on all Tapas Piolas doing his thing. <laughs> Tapas Piolas, of course, was referenced to Mick Arlatetta. So Pat Panasar clearly had um, clearly had Wolves to win there. Uh, so happy well, days and, thank- and thanks a million for the donation. As I said, if you want to add Super Chats in, you can. Um, and But the big thing for us is that we have some sponsors have come on board and are coming on board. And if you can support them, it supports us. And that's probably the best way to do it. But if you don't want to support the sponsors, if they're not your thing and you want to knock something in on a, on a Super Chat, absolutely go and do that. Yeah, Shawnee, we're still getting some sort of feedback there. It's like a loose connection in something, Shawnee. Um, so I'm just going to mute you for a second and we'll try it in a... Yeah, it's definitely Shawnee. So just, Shawnee, if you want to just check your connections um, and just come back into us. Um, but, Grizz, I'll come to you next. You know, we do start off brightly. Salah has that chance. and But then we just seem to... Do we, see, do we go down to Brighton's level or do we just switch off or... Is it just a case of, are we in this sort of form? Like Leicester last week was brilliant. Atlanta was a bit worrying for me. And yesterday it just seemed to slip into this sort of toward gear. And are we going to get in or out of it? And it, it just felt that way for a lot of the game, to be honest, Chris. Yeah, I agree with you in terms of we started off really well. Um, Jota gets clean through in the first half and just underhits his pass to, to Mane. Uh, sorry, to Salah would be a tap in. And then Salah gets through with a lovely ball from Fabinho, I think it is, with a lovely pass. Um, So we start off really well. And then they suddenly find uh, that we're playing really high. And we haven't got any pace apart from Robertson, I suppose. Or Nico's okay, but especially in the centre-back area. And then they find that you, they don't have to play through midfield or they don't have to play the game they usually play under Potter, which is build up from the back, work their way through midfield and then get the ball to the forward men. They play three up front. They play Connolly, Welbeck, that guy, Welbs. And oh, who's boy. the other? Yeah, that guy, Welbs. And who's the and other fellow? that coward, they, Mopay. that's it. So they go for a three-pronged attack and it's very, very early to, it's very clear to see early on that they, after that initial storm where we don't capitalize on those two chances, they think, okay, 
simple balls over the top, simple balls into the corners. You know, the types of balls that we associate sort of Burnley's with, you know, the round the corner balls first time into the, into the, into the, um, areas behind the center backs. And, and we just couldn't cope Gav for, a for a good half an hour. I'd say we were under the cosh. Um, I hate to say it, but it seemed that way that every ball over the top would cause us stress, distress. Um, so yeah, we, you know, I'm not going to lie. I was frustrated with Klopp's tactics for that game, knowing that he's got Phillips and and um, Fabinho as centre halves, uh, and with the kid at right back, I thought we'd play a deep a deep game, especially with the with the with with the with the, uh, the midfield that we've got. Uh, neither neither one of us has mentioned Taki playing in midfield. Taki Minamino. Um, we've mentioned Ginny and Milner who have played like every single game in midfield, it seems like, since the start of the season. So we knew our pressing wouldn't be of the energy of a usual Reds team. So I thought we'd adjust our offside line. I thought we'd play deeper, but we didn't, Gavin. That sort of gives energy to Brighton. But but the thing for me was, Chris, it wasn't even that the high line and there were direct balls in behind us. What I found was is that because it was like a 4 one our pressing wasn't great and they were able to drop balls into the likes of Welbeck or, or Mopay or Conley and, and play, you know, play off them. And it was like into them, drop it off and then look for the ball in behind. And, and it's, 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 it's best looked at when you see Conley going through. It's a ball into the front man. He, he knocks it off and the ball's straight in behind us. And the high line is exposed there because there's no pressure on the ball, you know, from in the first instance from when it's played forward and the second instance when it's played from, you know, the forward into this guy that's standing in the 10 position. And the reason that's been is because when you have the two midfield, you know, the, the two midfields automatically seem to drop deeper because they see themselves as two deep line midfielders. You know what I mean? So it was probably in our heads more than anything else. Uh, uh, you know, Shani, can you hear us now? Yeah, I can, yeah. Yeah, stay as you are. Yeah, stay as you are. Stay as it's, um, it's an issue which I might, um, we'll sort it. But, um, Shani, the, the the big incident in the first half, um, there's a couple of them. First one I'll talk about is the penalty for Brighton. And it's just a penalty, Shawnee, isn't it? It's rash from Nico Williams. Yeah. He doesn't need to dive in, take a couple more steps and get a block or or stand the guy up or push him out towards the corner flag. It's just no, it's naivety from a 19-year-old fullback, isn't it? Yeah, that's what it was. It was a 19-year-old fullback's sort of challenge. Um he struggled the last two games. I'm not going to lie, Nico Williams. I know he's a kid. I don't want to dig him out, but I don't think he's of the level yet required to play for Liverpool. Um, not for an expended period of time anyway, because I just think he looks like a bag of nerves on the ball. You know what I mean? He, he looked grand in a couple of Carabao Cup games and FA Cup boys where there was no real pressure on, but this is pressure football now. And look, it doesn't help that he's in there beside Matt Phillips. Either, you know what I mean? If you put Nico Williams in there with, with a Van Dyke and a Gomez and a, and Robertson on the other side, look, maybe he does okay. But with the bodies that we have missing now, he's just not up to it. Um, taking him three or four times, touches to get the ball under control. And then most of the time, he's just lumping it. That's been a team in the last two games is that we've just been lumping it. The ball has been... I don't know many times I've said over the past two games, kind of, fucking hell, the ball just keeps coming back to us. Yeah. The key coming back to us. We did it with Atalanta. We got punished eventually. And we were getting away with Brighton because we were actually defending when we had to, especially in the second half. They didn't have the quality to punish us the way in Atalanta did, bar what happened at the end. 
So I think the, the missing personnel now is really starting to affect us because it's grand when you're in your groove, but we're out of our groove now and you can see, you could see yesterday, even Fabinho was making mistakes that he hasn't been making. I thought Nat Phillips played very well. Um, yeah, I think Nat Phillips defended excellently. <laughs> I think, um, he deserved a clean sheet yesterday and if he had got the clean sheet, I think a lot of the narrative would have been about how good he was yesterday and he was. like That's two Premier League games from him now and you could probably argue he was our best player on the pitch. So, uh, not all bad, so to speak, but yeah, it was a terrible bit of defending from Nico Williams. He got torn. He was in a terrible position and he tried to recover and it's just a stupid challenge and it, it was definitely a penalty. There's no do, doubt you think, do you think the pressure is getting to him as in he, he's a 19-year-old, we've all said that he's it's a 19-year-old naive tackle, but there's also the added pressure that he knows he's getting slated out all the time, he, that there's a microscope on him and he's just not doing the right things. You no. know, like you could put a 19-year-old fullback in there, Sean, you, you know yourself, you know, if you put a, a right back, you can nearly hide a player at right back and let them develop. A lot of big teams have done that with yeah. fullbacks. But he's under so much pressure from outside uh, or even inside the fan base, but outside the team like that. It, he's making these decisions without having a clear head. Yeah, 100%. Like, the t- a big telltale for me was, and people will probably think I'm reading too much into it. He went and went at Lincoln. He had a bad game. He gets slated online and he deletes his Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. That's not good. He's a kid. He's still Can feeling I, his way in the game, but you need to, you have to have some sort of, you have to have something about you to play for this Liverpool team. You can I say, because can I just, standing no. line, wait a sec, Grace, just for, give me a sec, please. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Just, people are waiting in line to throw shit at you, whether it's journalists, opposition fans, or people from within our own fan base. You've got to be ready. You're playing for one of the best teams in the world, definitely one of the best teams in the country. This is part and parcel, and I just don't think he's ready. I think he's very, very far away from the level of what we need at the moment. Go on, Chris. I think it's. I think I agree with most of that, but I think it's it's very bad timing for him uh, with the state of the team, especially with the with the with the state of our centre backs. Uh, we touched on Nate Phillips playing alongside him, um, and then you've got to remember he had. Um, because I, I don't think we played four two three one, Gav. I think we played four three three with Tacky and uh, as part of the midfield, which was I thought was a problem, mm. and that was a problem because Tacky was playing on that right side of that midfield. So that's Nico. So we know about Mo Salah's positioning. Yeah, as you as you often refer to it, he's cheating on the right hand side there. So yeah. he's got he's got Phillips next to him, and he's got Tacky sort of covering that area, usually a Hendo or a Genie or even a Nabi sometimes covers, right? Um, I thought that when he gets the ball, the first, Nico usually likes to cut inside and run with the ball. He's, you know, he's quite apt at that when he's on top of his game, you know, when he's brave, when he's got Virgil alongside him or a Gomez or a Matip, um, you know, when he's very brave like that, he didn't have that option this time. And neither did he have a centre-half who's comfortable at the ball with himself in terms of Phillips. So normally our centre-backs always ask for the ball, demand for the ball, and he's, he's always got a, an option. He's always got an option in midfield and passing uh, passing back to his centre-back. He didn't have either of that. Tacky's looking after his own game, worried about his own game. Phillips is worried about his own game. Phillips's game is about, as Shawnee says, lumping it, heading it, see it, deal with it. So, yes, I agree the talent 
the talent isn't showing, you know, there's, just, there's not an outstanding feature of his game that you think, okay, you know, he's good at this and, you know, he's an honest lad. Um, but I think it's just bad timing on his part as well. And it's just all, it got to him in that first 45 minutes, which which resulted in him rashly giving that penalty away. I think uh, my feelings on Nico Williams, I think I, I agree with you, Chris. I think he's he's a victim of circumstance because I don't think, you know, he signs a new five long-term contract, five-year deal or whatever. And you're thinking, yeah, he's the backup for Trent. But in the same way that Adrian is the backup for Alisson, you don't expect to see him that much. You know, you might see him five games a season, Max. I think that's where Nico Williams would have stood. Five games a season against lower teams, maybe at home, you know, give Trent a rest in around international breaks or wherever it might be. But I think what you need to be when Nico Williams is balanced. Now, uh, the balanced way I try to look at it is he played for Liverpool Football Club, he has seen a first level and he wasn't good enough. That's true. There's no doubt about that. He played, he wasn't good enough. And if he's 19 or 29, tough, to be perfectly honest with you. You take, you have to roll with the punches at times. The balance side of it is, is that he is only 19. He is coming into a side. He's coming into a patched up side. Because we say it so many times about, you know, um, Minamino is the perfect example. Ah, we've only seen Minamino when he's with the fucking reserves, more or less. And we need to see him with the really good players and stuff like that. Williams has been a bit of a victim of that as well. You know, like you said, he has Minamino just ahead of him there uh, yesterday. He has not Phillips inside him. The difference there if he has a Matip or um, a... Joe Gomez inside him and Henderson just ahead of him is massive for him. But at the same time, you still have to look at the game in the context that it was played and you go, he wasn't good enough. Naive, I think the nerves are, his nerves are gone a little bit. His confidence is low because people say he takes three touches to get it out of his feet. And yeah, that does happen. But that's not the Nico Williams I've seen coming through. Nico Williams was very quick at fizzing balls into people, getting ahead of the game, going past people, having shots. We've seen it all early on. Yeah, you're not seeing that now. He's very playing within himself and, People are saying I wouldn't start him against Ajax. I don't know what the option is. I don't know what the other option is against Ajax. You, really you touched on something there, Gav, which is a great point. He's not getting his deliveries in. His, his deliveries are terrible because he's a right-footed player playing right back and he cuts back all the time and ends up passing it back. Now, if that's whether there's no one moving in the box from or whatever or whether his confidence is just gone, the lad, it's in his head now. Do you know what I mean? I don't like digging out Liverpool players. But the young fella, as the boys have touched on there, you know, it's not the right time maybe for him to be in this team and, and he's going to suffer for it. So he needs a dig out by the other players around him. He needs the support yeah. of the players around him. And he yeah. just can't get it at the moment. They can't he- give it to him at the moment. People say treat yourself like you need a reason. But McDonald's treats are perfect for every day. Like bold McCafe iced coffee. Get any size for $1.69. Or pick up any size sweet tea for a dollar. The largest served in an insulated cup that keeps your tea cold. Feeling a little extra something-something? Try the classic bakery sweets like an apple fritter. With so many ways to treat yourself, you don't need an excuse. Just come back tomorrow. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Well, they're putting out that many fires at the moment because of yeah. the lineups we're having to put out, the, 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 the formations we're having to do, where we're having to put players. Like Olivier says, if Nico was still in school, he'd miss class tomorrow because of sickness. We need to lay off the kid. He's learning on the job. He is absolutely learning on the job. Yeah. But like uh, nothing about Nico Williams' um, ability or age is involved in the penalty he gives away. It's just... yeah. 
You know, it's, it's rash, just one of those. Foolish. It's rash. It's foolish. It's something you will get from a 19-year-old fullback. You've seen it from 30-year-old fullbacks. So it's just one of those where you have to be kind of balanced. And I'm not... No, listen, all these comparisons to Trent in any way is madness. Completely not a madness. So we have to kind of look at it and go and accept that he's going to make mistakes and accept that Fabinho's going to make mistakes at centre-half and accept that people playing in midfield when they don't really at times are going to make mistakes. That's how that's how it goes. The second bit of the, the, the half I want to look at, Grizz, is the Salah disallowed goal. And um, he's he's offside, um, according to VAR, and it's very, very minimal. Um, but it's it's a really good bit of play by uh, Firmino, I think. Uh, puts him through, he races in, and it's a, it's a very clever finish, Grizz. I liked it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not 100% sure he meant it. Um, because we've seen the state of his right foot uh, before. But what I really enjoyed was the Bobby part of it. My God. I mean, you know, we've 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 been on Bobby's case or seemingly on Bobby's case for a little while now. A lot of, you lot have. of, Liverpool, fans, a lot of Liverpool fans have. Um, and, and, rightly, and rightly so. He's been playing very poorly, but but I thought that was Bobby's best performance of the season for me. I thought he was marvellous and that, that bit of juggling and then that vision to put him through was marvellous. Um, I'm beginning to, I'm beginning to, with a lack of options in midfield, I'm beginning to think, is Bobby a viable option in terms of playing him in the position that he played at Hoff, uh, Hoffenheim, um, where he was an, uh, an out-and-out number eight, you know, an attacking midfielder. Basically, the position that Minamino was trying to play, bless him. Um with Salah, you know, he can do that. Um, it was a deadly finish, um, you know, if he meant it. If he didn't, you know. And the offside, I'm not going to I'm, I'm not gonna start this early on the offside in terms of it was given, as Klopp said, it was given offside, so it must have been offside. Yeah, listen, the, 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 the offside, um, for me, on force you, and I thought, I thought he was on when in real time. And then when they paused, I went, ah, and then I looked at the lines and then I looked at the lines again. And then I went, why are they drawing from that fella's foot when the part of yeah. his arm that he can score with is probably close to the goal. But then I could be wrong because we're not being shown what's being shown in the VAR room. And that's the problem with transparency with all this. And we, we get onto it later. But it's one of those where you would have loved to get in a halftime one nil up. I think it would have really settled us. Shani, the second half, I think we put a much better. Um, I think they control the ball a lot more. They're more, more, more confident in the passing and, and what they're trying to do. Henderson, of course, comes on for for yeah. for for um, Williams. Um, I, I just think he makes a massive difference, Shani, and I just pray to God he stays fit, especially for the next six six eight weeks. Yeah, six eight months, hopefully. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, in just six eight weeks yeah. will do me, Shani, and then we reassess. Yeah, exactly. I suppose we'll just take what we're given at the moment. Yeah, Henderson. Yeah. It was excellent yesterday, setting the tempo. Uh, we really started to have periods of sustained pressure when he came on the pitch. And you could see him, you could hear them yapping out of him. You could hear the, one of the commentators said to him after the game, I think it was that show back, Des Kelly said, the decibels went up and the tempo went up and you come on in the second half. And that was, see, you could even see him on the bench in the first half. He was barking out orders and that. Look, if you can't see the difference that Jordan Henderson makes to this team now, well then you're just blind, and you, it's just it's just bias at this stage, blind bias at this stage. He's absolutely superb. 
Um, and I know people are saying if he's fit enough to make the bench, he's fit enough to start. But you need to realise Klopp is still doing a juggling act here. So there's no point in bringing him in and then we're, we're fucked all together. Um, I thought we were much better in the second half uh, when, when Henderson came on. Uh, we stifled them. They they didn't really, they didn't trouble us too much in the second half, I don't think. Uh, they weren't getting that space in behind. Obviously, Klopp had a ward at halftime. And the problems we were having in the fourth half magically went away. So it's almost like he's an unbelievable coach that knows what he's doing. Uh, the tempo went up. The goal, which nobody is talking about, is genius. It, it's mm. unbelievable. It's Leo Messi-like. It's waiting for the strike. It's known exactly when to take the chance. And it's an unbelievable finish here from Diego, jo- Diego Jota, who is fast becoming world-class Another player who was coming to the club and is at a world level. Um, even though it wasn't as bright as game yesterday, he, he still had the impact. Uh, and it was just looking like a champion's performance for, for a large part of it. Like it was one of them where you get out there with 1 0 and the performance doesn't matter. It's just the results. And it's just, it's it's title winning football. So, and then what happens, happens, of course. Um. Yeah, listen, there's, there's plenty of games last season where we played probably a little bit better than that, and but we teams against us play a little bit better as well, and we still managed to, to get the result out of it. You know, a lot of people are making out that, um, you know, if you look at if you look at the games we've had, the problems we've had with COVID, the problems we've had with injuries, and we sit the joint top of the table, it's it's a massive achievement. And I think they're right, you know, and I think I, it, it's for me, this is like a 1500 meter race now. Where you, the two laps, you just position yourself and position yourself, and then see what stage you're in when the bell goes, and then see who, who can go for it. And I think that's the way it might look. And I, you know, people write off City. Um, they had a good win yesterday, but Burnley are shy. Um, uh, you know, Shawnee has a hot take on City that we we'll get on to later. But I look at it and I just go, it's all a bit mishy mashy at the moment. And I think. Usually when it clears itself out after 10 games, I think it might take about 20 this season before we actually see exactly where people are going to going to end up or who's going to be in the chase. But I do think the chase will be a little bit more, um, there'll be a few more teams in there than, than usual. Um, Keith, Shawnee pick, picks on the, the goal that Diogo Jota scores yeah. and he touches on it, but I want to, I want to come to you in a bit more detail. Um, this fella is fast becoming somebody that I think you're going to have to heavily rely on this season simply the way the situation is and he turns up again there yesterday with the help of you know Andy Robertson um, Mo Salah and then he just does it all himself as well it was a fantastic goal it was it was excellent Um, as people in the chat have said you know he he maybe had a quiet game he wasn't wasn't as on it but then as Sean he touched on the ball comes to him and he's alive, he's alert, he wants to be in around there. And that's a confidence in a striker. Look, we all know, you can see players that have confidence. He has it running through him. He's always cold at the moment. You look at someone like Minamino who doesn't have it. When that goes to him now, you expect that at least it's going on target. Most of his shots are going on target and are walking. You know, there's very few snatched, very few off target with him. So you know what something's going to happen. He took it excellent. He, he scuffed the shot. The shot was a bit scruffy, but the, the play to get to there and the fact that he got it away, it's just a player at the top of his, top of his form. You know, I think Diogo Jota has surprised a lot of us 
we when he signed them, we had a guy on uh, Wolves fan, Fenners was on, um, Finners was it was on yeah, with us, and he was of the opinion that look, it was a good move for Wolves as well. A lot of Wolves fans on social media think that they stung us with him, but he's fast becoming so so important to this team. In a you know to a front three that we know have been overworked, have been over relied on for the last two three years. He is now a viable option. You know, we, we all cried when we missed out on Timo Werner. It was a blessing in the skies, of all blessings in the skies, that we got this fella because he's so suited to what we do and what we want to do. It, it's unreal. But we don't want to be too reliant on him, you know. Yeah, Just something... Pa- sorry, on, sorry. Paul Smith says um, we're starting to become reliant on Jota. I think we are. But but I, th- I don't think that's a bad thing. You know, I think yeah. with the squad... And, and this, this, this goes back to when we are looking for somebody to come in to supplement Firmino, Mane, Salah. And even when, even if you look back to the league title winning season last season, there was times when Salah was off it. There was times when Mane yeah. was off it and Bobby. But usually when one of them is off it, the other two come in and help. But if you can have one of them off it and then you have three to help, that's a massive thing. I think But everyone's being, I put it this way, I think if you put Jota in with the likes of Van Dyke still in the team, Henderson constantly there, uh, Joe Gomez and yeah. Thiago, I think he fucking eight goals in eight league games or something for us now. Yeah, I think he'd, I think he'd, I think he'd be looking at 50% more. I really do. I think he's, I think he's that good. Um, Grizz, the goal, um, Keith covered it quite well there, but, and he says it's a scuffed finish. I loved it. I love the fact that he just makes sure he's hitting the target and he knows he doesn't have to hit it that hard. And it's just, it's all about placement. I am. Um, and he's just a joy to watch at times, Chris, I'm being honest. Um, the, 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 the biggest attribute, one of the biggest attributes are, are Mane's and Salah's have is <clears throat> how often they're out of games, but yet given an opportunity, they take it with one bit of magic. And that's what we find with Jota. I think Shawnee said that overall he didn't have his best game. But but the mentality of the fella is such that he knows one bit of magic, bit of interplay with Bobby and Mo, and off he goes. That's all our forwards need. How hard it is to find a forward to, to have that mentality and complement our strike force is is it's it's very hard. You don't you just you just can't pick off any forwards that have that ability. Shout out to our, uh, our recruitment team again to find someone like that. He has that ability in abundance. And just like you said, it fits completely with the way our, our forwards work in terms of they may be off their game. They may be, their touch might not be there. But, you know, how many times have we seen Mane have, have a stinking game, but then suddenly a bit of magic. And it was, it was, it was similar today. I thought we missed Mane, but Mane needed a rest again. You know, we haven't even touched upon, you know, we haven't. We didn't have our best, in my opinion, the best forward out there on the pitch. So look, it was never going to be the play going forward was never going to be smooth and silky. It just wasn't. We didn't have Trent's passing, uh, crossing vision. The midfield was sort of, you know, a couple of sluggers in there. Ginny was busy covering every grade of grass on the pitch to stop their counters. Um, I thought. You know, energy-wise, heart-wise, in that second half, it was a monumental. It was exactly what Shawnee says. It's one of those games where you look back and you think those three points we got out of Brighton. And it, that's the frustrating part because it was so close to being one of those where we often talked about last season, like that is three points that we'll absolutely take. Um, 
slight concern that it's now the second game, in my opinion, where sort of we've taken the lead and not been able to third game with City as well. City, Everton and this game, where normally last season we would have shut up shop. But we just haven't got... It's difficult to judge this team with the players we've got out. It's so difficult to do it. It's so unfair to, to, to judge us by the standards of Liverpool of recent two, three years. And I know we want to and we'd love to, but we, we can't. We have to be fair to this bunch of players and coach that it's very difficult to judge them on, 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 the state of the, on the actual state of the players we've got. And that's not being totally disrespectful. It's just they're not as good as the ones that are out. So, look, you know, Jota... I said it is Gav. I thought is after one season we're going to be talking about the next world superstar we've got in our forward line. I know Shawnee says he's close to. I think he's. I think he's one of the hottest strikers in Europe at the moment. John well, says this rubbish. We are reliant on this player or that player. Guess what? We are reliant on our best players. Um, yeah, but it's hard to rely on your best players when they're not there, and you can rely on like. Your best players are fairly, when they're on the pitch, they're fairly reliable 90% of the time. The point I'm trying to make, John, is that Salah will have off days, Mane, Firmino, they will all have off days. The key when they do is that the people playing with them back them up and, and, you know, dig them out a little bit and get them get them going or, or, or get a goal and you kind of go Salah was rubbish today but Jesus fair play to Firmino and Mane or Jota or vice versa whatever one you want to pull it into you can rely that's why they are where they are because they are so reliable they're so consistent but there is days when one or maybe two of them um, have an off day and when they do if you have one or two that are in the team with them or can come off a bench and do what the likes of Jota is doing at the moment that's where the depth comes in and that's where you can actually be, you know still continue on the core that you want to be on because I'm I'm astounded um, to be quite honest with you that we are where we are after 10 league games with what's gone on with our squad I, I genuinely am I, I, I think it's I think it's for, for 10 games to have 21 points I think it's a really good um, return yeah. on that um, the game kind of goes on Shawnee and it's it's a bit oh, I thought Brighton were I think Liverpool were starting to control after the goal, yeah. it, you know, I thought they were starting to control. I thought they would. It, to me, it looked like it, this is going to be a two 0 game. That's what I, I genuinely yeah. felt as it went on. I think this will be a two 0 game, and you know, away we go. We're a bit fortunate, penalty wise and stuff like that, but we get away with it and we get the job done. And you think it's done, Sean? In eighty five ish minutes, when Mane heads in that free kick, and but he's clearly offside, and it, it yeah. is chalked off. <laughs> is that when you start to worry going oh that's the 2 nil bit and now we're, gonna, now we're looking at another 7, 8, 9 minutes and it should be wrapped up but it's not do you know what I, for some reason I wasn't that worried I, I just felt like the team have defended brilliantly since Virgil has been out of the team been, like the last 10 minutes of the Sheffield game we held out the last 10 minutes of the West Ham game was much the same and we seem to still have the ability to do that because with players like Alisson in your team, we still seem to manage the end game really, really well. And I thought we were doing that. I thought I went, like it was a good defensive performance in the second half. It really was. I thought I thought Phillips was excellent. He was everywhere. And there was even a stage where Curtis John goes in to to right back and he's like I lost young fellow walking around the shopping centre looking for his man. <laughs> Doesn't know what to do. And look, that's not a slight on the lad because yeah. you can just see he is the type of player who plays on on what's the word? Who just plays on just go plays on the whim. He's a, he's a baller, so to speak. He's one of yeah. these who just plays off how he feels. 
And we could see he just wanted to win and press, and he was getting caught out of position. I think it was your man Trossard with their left hand, and they were getting a bit of joy down there, but nothing was really happening. They, like, he didn't really test Allison. He didn't test them much. And I'm thinking, do you know what? One nil we got out of here is fucking brilliant, considering Spurs and Chelsea play tomorrow, considering this is supposed to be a depleted squad again. And it was, you know what I mean? I was thinking we might get there, but we just get screwed again. We're on the wrong side of the decisions again for the, the umpteen time this season. And it's soul-destroying, really. It's, another, it's just another kick in the teeth, the kick in the ball. Like, it feels like these have been coming every fortnight now since Goodison. Uh, mm. It's tough. It's it's tough to take. And although as a collective, this group are very mentally strong, I just hope that this doesn't weigh on them because this it's our it's our control at the moment. I I seen I seen a stat yesterday that Liverpool have had eight overturns going against them in bar yeah. this season, and the team with the, the the next and second have three, so we're nearly triple. Like it's. If like when is when is the look gonna turn? Like you just feel like it's just gonna get worse. You feel like bad now is just gonna drip out of the club every other day. That's how I feel anyway. It's it's tough. Uh, it's tough. Even though we're twenty one points and level on level enforced, uh, it's just it's a slog at the moment. Football in general. I think it is a slog, but I think I I think for me, you know, if I, the way I'm looking at it is, I, I am targeting. I'm targeting the end, end of January, Shawnee, not the, not the start, because people just think January 4th is magically everything, everything changes and you bring in players. It's not usually like that. It's usually middle to end of January when you get your players in, unless you've been exceptional in planning this. Um, so I'm looking at the end of January yeah. and you take stock. Say again? You know, we normally are, though. Like, you look at Minamino there last year, it was yeah. the 18th of December. So mm. you'd like to think that with what's going on that they own that job. Yeah, I know it, done, yeah. it is it's different you, because people know what we want and what we need. Yeah, and it's it, this point we're gonna well, look there's a premium there's always a premium in January but yeah there's gonna be a premium on top of the premium of us because I don't think I'm being reactionary when I say we, we're desperate we are desperate for bodies and it's not just the case of just getting a player to have them like we don't do that we don't do this like we we same with Van Dyke if we don't get him we don't we don't we don't just go in willy nilly now there is we've seen Jota and Mane, they were second choices. But that's throughout the summer. We need these players now to come in. I don't however it's going to be, they need to be ready to go from the first week of January because it's still going to be three games a week. You know what I mean? Mm. It's just it, Absolutely. It, it, it's tough. It is tough. And you you can see with Klopp, it's really great on him. It's getting the club, and I've never seen Klopp like this. Well, I want to get to I want to get to that in a few minutes when we finish up with the game. Um, Grizz Universal Boss Jurgen Klopp, thanks for the um, donation. He says, "Evening, gentlemen. Should Liverpool have brought on Simicast and swap him with Andy Robertson on the right instead of Curtis Jones?" I'll put that to you, Grizz, and also I'll put it to you that Salah is a bit annoyed coming off, and people feel that maybe Bobby or or um, Minamino should have come off. But my feeling on it was that you're trying to you're trying to you're trying to manage Salah here because of what's going on with him when he went away to Egypt and stuff. What way, what way do you feel on this, Chris? Um, with the Simicas, with the Simicas substitution, I can't remember, maybe someone in the chat or you guys can remind me, um, 
I can't remember what stage he brought on Curtis Jones. Was it um, after the injury or was it in? Did he have to change it in on the pitch, didn't he? He had to put Curtis Jones. So Curtis Jones diff- had to come on for Milner and then he went in straight into Roy back. Yeah. yeah. Oh, did he have to come on for Milner? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. See, I, I, if he came on for Milner, then yes, that's possibly in hindsight going against a, a world-class manager like Klopp. I thought it was a, the wrong thing to do. I thought Curtis Jones was lost at right back uh, completely. I, I thought we couldn't move Hendo out there because of the reasons why we've said he was so brilliant in the centre of midfield. Possibly we could have put Ginny out there or even Tacky out there, who's more tenacious and sort of, you know, could have been more sort of... Um, I would have moved. I, I would have moved the midfielder into centre half, and I would have brought. I would have left Jones as a right wing back. That's right. By then, done. by then they were playing a lot of long balls. So Fabinho, well, it's only ten yeah. minutes because he comes on in eighty yeah. odd minutes, doesn't he? So yeah. So Simicast, look, I've, I've been thinking about Simicast. A lot of people have been putting forward the, the case for Simicast to play uh, right back, even because the lad does look good on his when he's playing on his right foot. He does look like he's very comfortable right footed. So that is maybe an option that we will look into in terms of of the Salah incident or the situation with him coming off. Um, again, it's out of our control, it's out of our knowledge in terms of what Klopp was told by the medical team that he can only play a certain amount of minutes, even though he looked fit and healthy and everything was fine. We can't really judge that. What we can judge is what we see with our eyes. And me personally, I know loads of people on my case when I said it, I don't like that from any of my players. I like it from the passion point of view. Yes, you can have a little muttered off or angry, but the continuous, the continuous tutting all the way and then ignoring club, you know, it doesn't matter if you're Mo Salah or, you know, Nat Phillips, you don't do that. You don't disrespect Klopp like that because, you know, you've got to trust the medical team. You've got to trust Klopp's judgment. He's not bringing you off possibly because, you know, it's, you're having a bad game or whatever, but he's, he's thinking about you and the club and going forward. So showing a bit of respect. I get all that. No, no player should be unhappy coming off. I get all that. You know, you can have a, you can have a growl in your face, but to nod and sort of just continuously ignore him, you know, have, have your stroke. But by the time you get reach Klopp, shake his hand. Cause you're a man. He's a man. You trust him. He trusts you. That's, that was my thinking of it. So look um, again, it's, it's one of those things we had to do. Ideally, we wouldn't have brought uh, Salah off in that situation. We get that second goal, as you said, in normal situation, in normal times when we've got a fully fit squad and everything and they haven't been sort of coming back from COVID, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Ideally, we keep him on, we get that killer second goal. But, you know, it's one of those things that Klopp was, again, hand was forced. Is it time for a new heating and cooling system? Turn to the experts at Griffith Energy Services and Carrier today and get 0% financing for 18 months on a new heating and cooling system. Get the comfort you deserve from Griffith Energy Services and Carrier. Visit GriffithEnergyServices.com today for this and other exclusive offers. That's GriffithEnergyServices.com. License number MDHVACR01-2278. Griffith Energy Services. Doggone dependable. Yeah, um, I want to move on now to a um, couple of things you want to talk about before the end, just to let people know, right? So I want to talk about the penalty incident um, with Andy Robertson and Danny Welbeck. I want to talk about Klopp after the game and the interview he does with BT and what people feel on that. And then we're going to, um, but first I want to talk, I'm going to do them two things, I promise. Um, but first, and we're also, sorry, we're going to talk about a couple of sponsors at the end as well. But um, first we're going to talk about a sponsor before we continue on about this game. So Manscaped. 
So here's the state of play. Grizz has his, but he's holding him for his birthday, which is next Sunday, right? Don't know. That's fucking weird if you ask me. He's going to treat himself to this shit on his, yeah. on his birthday. But um, <coughs> look, whatever, whatever he's into. What's weird about? What's weird about that? What's well, I don't know. That? Like, I don't know. Like, all your family waiting to spend time with you for your birthday, and you're like, "I'm going to the toilet. I'll be back in an hour." Yeah, I feel, I mean? feel, feel better for, for, for my, you know, for, for doing it, and sort of, I'll be in a better mood for my family, etc. You know. So hmm. you gotta, you gotta know about the psychological side of things. Gav, can you tell? Can you tell? Can I just? Can I make a a presumption here, Chris? My presumption is that Akif is on a week's annual leave, and that's the reason why it hasn't been used. There is rumours. Yeah. There is rumours that is, but I can't confirm or deny. Okay. Um, Johnny's is in the post. Still waiting on his. That should be in the next couple of days. Me and Keith received theirs. And, of course, if you go to manscaped.com and you enter LFCDT, uh, you get 20% off and free shipping. Um, and, listen, if you can support them by doing this, it supports us. It really genuinely does. And, of course, uh, it can be a present for Christmas is coming up, a present for brother, um, uncle, father, uh, neighbor, friend, neighbor, the, eyeballs. the postman, just dropping one instead of a few quid at Christmas, whatever you want. But Keith, you got yours. Um, did. How did you get on? Loved it. Have a yeah. hair beside me. Little, get yeah. a little dapper little bag for it and all. It's yeah. called a shed because I hold, uh, holds the lawnmower, which is this bad boy. Yeah. I didn't get yeah. the bag. Oh, you sorry, get the bag. It's in the bottom yeah, of the box. Yeah, it's in the bottom of the box, which are which are mad that you catch the thing in as well. So, did you use it on your head, Keith? No, I didn't use it on my head. No, it looks it. No, I used it on me me uh, pubic okay. area and on my balls. Okay. And uh, nice. I'm gonna lie, I cut my ball bag. Um, but that was more <laughs> down to me rather than the instruments. But you know that's nothing to do with manscape. That's that's an idiot in charge of a, of a lawnmower. Yeah, but that's very much like VAR. Yeah, it's Ground, yeah. groundskeeper <laughs> Willie here. That's it. That's it. <laughs> groundskeeper Willie is right. But you get these things with it, right? So you get your hey, ball. Was, uh, was a clear and obvious error. Ah, uh, oh, was a clear and obvious error. It was a. Uh, there's there's no enough. doubt about it. I wouldn't have gone to yeah. VAR. Yeah. So you get your uh, ball deodorant. Stuart, that well standing your, at the outside the ensuite, he was. Blown as well. Yeah, this stuff is amazing. It is. This is like this, right? The the deodorant. It's not a spray. It's like a cream, right? Yeah. You just put a little bit on your hands. Smells amazing, right? Yeah. And you rub it into your balls. You give your balls a good little rub with it. Yeah. And after a while, right? Because I shave my balls all the time, but I'm more of a Mac Tree fusion type of character yeah. with that sort of thing. Your balls feel like sort of alligators at the end of it, you know what I mean? Like the sort of thing you'd see on Crocodile Dundee's belt. After a week of using this stuff, yeah, tell you, feel great, Grizz. You're right to save this for your birthday, right? Because I missed my birthday, and if I'd have had this beforehand, Thank your balls you. would be thanking you for it. Your Makes balls sense, will right? be thanking you for that it. That doesn't know. Right? You feel amazing. The we toner, are. then you spray your toner on, spritz them up, gives them a bit of life, a bit of zhuzh, which is what you want. Keith, this stuff is amazing. Keith, we, we are clean. We are clean balls, men. We are clean balls, men. We are oh, clean balls, men. I wanted clean to show toy. the people. I wanted to show the people how it arrives. So it arrives in a box like that, 
Um, I've used it. It's amazing. Keith right. The, the stuff smells great and then feels great. Uh, the razor's brilliant. It's waterproof. Use it in the shower. It's deadly. Yeah. But it comes in a box like that. Uh, it says your balls will thank you, thankfully, on the inside. Ah, so when you're true story. People aren't worrying what's going on. But um, it comes with uh, the, the, the deodorant, which is deadly. It comes with the, the toner, which is brilliant. The razor, which is great. It has a lighting on it. And you can use it if you're just going downstairs for a drink, you know what I mean, at night. And it's real dark. You just press it on and yeah. it'll guide you down for a, a glass of water or whatever. Um, it comes with the boxer shorts it comes with the charger um, and then underneath in the box it comes with the little bag to hold the whole lot I used it as well and Keith I have to say I have to back everything up that you said um, I loved it I loved yeah. it um, deadly you know and even my wife was like well, what was it like what was it like I was like it's amazing <laughs> it's amazing you know and she was like he's a fucking mad you was terrible no seriously it's like a present um, for her as well isn't it yeah, and there's loads more on there's loads more on the site as well. Like there's there's all sorts of different clippers oh. and stuff like that. But yep. but um that one there is um the lawnmower 3.0. Uh, I don't know how one point and two point went, but three point is the business. Um so listen is, is, is the bollocks. It's the bollocks. Yeah. Um, there you it go. Uh, so me and Keith have tried it. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. The, the, the quality of the stuff is brilliant. And as I said, manscaped.com. Um, use LFCDT and you will get 20% off. Sean is going to tell us about it next week. Grizz's birthday next week. So um, uh, is it next Saturday or birthday? Yeah. Yeah, so we'd be... We want a full update then. Still obviously. fresh enough Sunday. Um, he might just throw a bit of deodorant on his balls before he comes on Sunday night, <laughs> but he'll let you know what's going on. Right. Um, but before we move on, like... Oh, oh we're not just more? saying this. No, we're not just... Because it's a sponsor. I've gone on and ordered more stuff on it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, the, the quality of the trimmer did and you get, the Did you get the 20% excellent. off? I did, yeah. Yeah. I went and got okay. the, the nose uh, hair thing. Remover. A nose hair to move over. I didn't think I needed one of them either, but you know, I just went on a bit of a splurge. But you print the LFCDT, you get 20%. your 20% off that. And Daily. by doing that, that helps us as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, get on a deal. But what I mean is, it's not just we got these as a sponsor and we're just bigging them up. We've literally gone on and bought more stuff already. So it really is good stuff. Good yeah, it is. I think, I think and if you look on their website as well, they're in association with the Testicular Cancer Society. Mm-hmm. Manscaped are like connected to testicular cancer research or something like that. So, you know, it's all for a good cause as well. It's not like, um, some charlatans, maybe they are charlatans. I don't know, but it's all, it's all for a good cause. You know, it's all look okay. after your onions and your onions will look after you. Okay. So, so far, Keith's told you it's great. He's, um, cut his ball sack and he's yeah. told us that, um, maybe the sponsors are charlatans on maybe it's got, it's got maybe, maybe. Uh, <laughs> apparently <laughs> uh, but now he's allegedly he's but genuinely Keith, Keith has gone on because he did say to me do you get the 20% discount on everything else I said jeez oh, I don't know and he went on he yeah. came back he said yeah I did I got it on the nose I think it was the nose thing you got yeah the nose yeah. hair yeah. trimmer thing yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, so that's Manscaped. We have two more we want to talk about bef- just quickly before the end, but I want to get to this penalty. So, Sean, I'm going to come to you first because you said to me yesterday, and this is exactly what you said to me. You went, Gav, I'm a pain in my bollocks with this. Um, I- I'm just giving up now. It's, I- I'm sick of it. Um, what's your take on this yesterday, Sean? It's a joke. It's an absolute joke. Like, it's. For- for as long as I remember, football was a contact sport. So it's like basketball now. You can't make any contact at all. Now, bear in mind, I'm not coming on here and saying this in the knowledge that Liverpool haven't had result decisions go away. I was one of the the lads that tell you here. I was in the WhatsApp group when we got the penalty against West Ham and I didn't think it was a penalty on Mo Salah. 
the foul I think was Masawaku. Yeah. Yep. I didn't think I didn't think it was a foul. Um, you th- just because you touch an opposition player in the box doesn't mean it's a foul. If that's the case, literally every corner kicked the penalty given. Welbeck's not in control of the ball. He buys the penalty. And then I've read afterwards that he's turned around to him now and saying it wasn't a penalty. A couple of the Bruin players were. I don't think Welbeck looks for a penalty. Look, he does, Gav. He starts when he goes right down, off. he does. Yeah. yeah he he knows quite well by going down there. Look mm. at him. Yeah, maybe, maybe so, maybe so. He's going to the screen and he's watching a slow down times 10. Mm. And it just, it makes not, that's not in the context of the game. That's not how it played out. If he watches that a normal time, I guarantee he doesn't give it. Even the fella, the show bag that they, that BT draw draw in now every weekend was saying, ah, there's no way he's going to give that. It's not a foul. Like, we need to, we need to, like, What's a foul? He didn't impede Welbeck. Welbeck wasn't in control of the ball. It wasn't even a tackle. It's not a tackle. He's going to clear the ball. Hmm. The ball come to him is going to clear the ball. Yeah, uh, look, I... like it's just well, everything you it's, say is true. Everything you say is true. It really this, is. This whole the whole idea of that in the beginning, I was thinking, do you know what? I remember the very first game it was years that we were involved in. It was West Brom in the FA Cup. Um, oh, yeah. you know, I won 1-0 down and, and Bobby scores and we, we end up losing that game and everyone's talking about VAR and I'm, I'm one of them is saying do you know what it's it's early in its inception give it time it'll get better but it just doesn't seem like it's not adding anything to the game it's not even that like over a 38 game season bad decisions VAR or without VAR should even help so it, it, does, does the game even need it in this capacity the offside is grand. I've no issue with that because they're being given every week. But we're seeing different interpretations of these penalty shouts week on week. It's a fucking joke. And not don't get me started on the handball thing because the one where he pings the ball off of Bino's arm, if he's not offside, that's going to be given. Yeah, like, what can Bino do? Like the, it's stupid. They're completely sucking the life out of the game. Do you know when the last time the irony is, right? And I'm not joking here. I've lads, I've been banging this drum for weeks on and off the WhatsApp saying to you, just doesn't feel the same to me. I think if we're all telling the truth, project restart, we wanted football back because we are afraid of our lives. We weren't gonna win the league. Let's be honest. We weren't. We take away with fans that were out fans. In the end, we didn't give a bollocks because we just didn't want to be denied that moment. But it's crap. For our fans now, we're seeing football in the fairest form, and it's crap. It's soulless. There's, there's no enjoyment. In it. Football well, should be about escapism. Football is an escape for many. The last time we celebrated a goal was Henderson's equaliser in the derby. That was then real low. Mm-hmm. Since then, I don't know what it was since that game. I don't know whether it's just a collection of the Van Dyke injury, stuff being real low, just the total injustice of that game. I've just been completely deflated in terms of motivation to watch. Now, I'm not being a fucking crybaby because I watch football all the time anyway, but the enjoyment is not there. For me, anyway. Like, I'm watching games there and my missus had come in and see that there's a score. Like, we we, we won at 2-0 up and she was like, did did you score? Like, I just haven't enjoyed it at all. And it just, yesterday was a misery compiler completely because it's just, 
it's fucking shit. There's absolutely no way anyone who played the game would consider that a foul. And you could see now, Milner made a comment on Instagram, and Robinson Thorne goes, when are we going to start listening to the people who are actually playing the game? Because I'm listening to everybody else instead. And you can't go to the media getting a boy's opinion because fucking everybody has agendas. Yeah. Everybody has agendas. So they have, to, they have to make their own mind up based on what they There's nothing level-headed going on here, Gav. We've watched Crystal no. Palace in every game going, what the fuck is this? This doesn't happen in any other league. That's the, the key point, Johnny. That's the key point. Well, Keith, I'll come Premier to you. League, uh, the uh, Premier uh, League can be trailblazers and just again, just a lot of fucking bollocks. It's yeah, well, it's shy. You say you say trailblazers, but for me, they're, they're every decision they make is actually harming their product. But I'll yeah. I'll go last on this, Keith. Um, what did you make of this? Because as people are saying there, like Peter Walton is on BT. Um, we're going to get on to Des Kelly and BT in a minute. Um, but but like, what what did you make of it when you like? Well, I I being honest, when he goes to the screen, I'm going, ah, this is a lot of bollocks because I knew it was coming. Yeah. But what did you make of it? Did did you think it was a penalty first of all? No. Okay. Because I don't think it's a foul, right? But in this day and age. When it goes to the VAR and they look oh, at it, it's going to Oh, yeah, no, we will. We'll get to that in a minute. Go on. But that, the rules that's it. Are the yeah, rules that's are the same. So it's just fucking. He goes to the screen, right? He takes half a second at the monitor, looks at a slow mo thing of the connection between Robertson's foot and Welbeck's foot, turns around on his heels and he's straight over bang. Didn't take a look at it in real time, just looked at a fucking slow mo and was back around. He was told it's a penal. It's a joke, right? It's a fucking joke. These things have happened over the years. It's not a new thing, this phenomenon of Robbo's looking to clear the ball. Robbo's not looking to take a swipe or impede Danny Welbeck in any way, shape or form. Robbo's looking to clear the ball. Danny Welbeck throws a foot in. There's a connection there. This happened to us a few years ago. Martin Skirtle went through Shane Long in the Southampton game where Skirtle uh, cleared the ball. In front of the cup of the sports, Liverpool sports game. I was at Lamella, that game. was it? Lamella, Lamella was in. And do yep. swing to clear, to clear the ball? He goes in in front and gets the connection. Uh, Callum Wilson done it a few weeks ago for Newcastle, right? So this is something that, that they're all doing now. There's no common sense from referees now. The English referees, and Shawnee touched on something there about he watches other leagues, and I agree with him 100% on that. This is an English thing. This is the level of refereeing in England is absolutely disgraceful right referees are poor like everywhere I suppose they'll all give out about their own referees the standard of refing in England is fucking diabolical all VAR I know he's going to have a chat on VAR down the line Gav but VAR as a as a piece of software is fine it's the idiots that are looking at VAR that are the problem you have a referee up there looking at this I think that's a penalty you need to go and change I think you've made a mistake you're all going to change that and he's changing it they should be independent. They should be transparent. There should be people that are saying, if the rest made a mistake, he's made a mistake. This shit about slowing down and looking, looking for a contact. That's what they're doing. This happened to us. We've been stung. The Fabinho one against Sheffield United, where they looked for the fact that his foot was on the line. Didn't look for the fact that it wasn't a foul. They looked. They shouldn't be looking for the mistake. Is it clear and obvious? No then you don't spend two minutes looking for a mistake on it, which is what they're doing. 
Yeah, they're, it is. They're, they're making an absolute balls of it. The English made a balls of it when they went and changed their transfer window. The English are making a balls of it with the VAR implementation that the referees didn't want and were against from the very start. It's a disaster. A fucking disaster. Chris, penalty or no penalty for you? To, what, what year is it? 2020, Chris. <laughs> it's, a pen, it's a penalty. Yeah. So, um, my issue again is with, with, with the start of what, Keith, what the end of what Keith said in terms of the Premier League didn't want this in the first place. They delayed it. Let's not, let's get, let's remember this. And the reason why they delayed it is because they think they know better. They can do better. Um, this egoistic sort of side to things in terms of we've run the game, we've played the game for how many years? You know, we don't want it touched or we don't want it tampered with. We know the, better. The, the, the point of VAR was, to assist referees. Uh, it was never meant to referee the game. It was never meant to be uh, making decisions on the game. The referee is still in place to make the calls. This is only supposed to assist him when he makes clear and obvious errors. We've discussed offside to its death. This was different. Offside is all about um, lines that they, again, they've been instructed to draw, how they draw it, whatever. We, no one still understands. The confusion with this, the except that the reason why Liverpool fans are split, because even we're split, even our WhatsApp group split, we've been arguing 24 hours about it, if it's a penalty or not a penalty. Where I sit with it, and it's all, again, it's all subjective, just like referees are looking at it subjectively, and that's the problem. Where I look at it is um, the referee sees it in real time and doesn't think it's a penalty. It doesn't warrant a penalty. He's not gone to VAR. VAR has seen it. Uh, I can't remember the guy's name now, whoever's on VAR. Um, John Schuybeck, whatever his name is. Kevin Friend, who's never been our friend. Um, He looks at it and says it's a penalty. Um, What the next point of... How How do you know he says that? Uh, Jamie Carragher said he heard the conversation, and he says, right. and he says it's a penalty. But go and have a look at it anyway. So he's That's, making the decision, is that right? He's made a decision. Mm-hmm. He's supposed to assist the referee and say if there's been a clear and obvious error. Now, according to the the laws of VAR, now it's supposed the to. The have said this. Law, according to the rules of VAR, it's supposed to be then um, the referee's supposed to say, is it a clear and obvious error? He's gone and had a look at it, and he's deemed that a clear and obvious error. And then he's given the penalty. Once he's gone to VAR, I had no, absolutely yeah. no doubt that it was going to be given. Because as Keith says, once he goes to VAR, they're not playing it in real time. There is no common sense. There is no experience. This is what James Milner is alluding to in terms of the players on the pitch. 22 players on the pitch know that's not a penalty. 22 players that have played the game at every level, whatever, yet a knobhead sitting in the van, wherever he's sitting. Where's the place he's sitting, Gav? What's that place? Stockley Park. Stockley Park. He thinks, that's a, he thinks that's a clear and obvious error to reverse a non-penalty decision by the online referee. Danny Welbeck has come out into the interview with a smile in his face and say, look, we've got a soft penalty, but it is what it is. Fair play to Danny Welbeck. Very fucking yeah. clever. What Very I will clever say, of them by Keith, going down and knowing Keith, that they'll check that. They'll Keith, do it. Absolutely, Keith. Bang, bang, uh, nail, yeah. nail on the head. Um, Welbeck is going to do that. Every forward worth his salt 
will do that. Every attacker, our attackers but, have done it in the past. But he doesn't even do it well because if if, if he's yeah. caught to the to the point where you think it's a penalty, well, was, yeah. he he crumbles down beside. Um, no, he literally no, no, Andy he goes, Robertson. He goes he down. Make it an issue. He goes down in three seconds. Yeah, in three uh, three seconds later, when mm. he realizes it's not given by the online referee, he gets up because he's an offside position. So he gets up, scurries back into the play. None of them then appeal to the referee. Have a look at it. Have a look at it. Kevin Friends decided to stop the game, look at it in slow motion, and say, "All right, I'm bored. Let me get involved." You know, and then he's gone to the referee and said. No, he's not said to have a look at it and it may be... There is no way you can say that's a clear and obvious error, right. which is the reason why VAR is introduced. If it happens okay. anywhere on the pitch, it's not even a fucking free kick. But Keith, if he gives it, if he gives it, I've got no issue with it. If he gives that on the pitch, no yeah. issue well, with let, it. Let, let, me, no let, let me, let me, let yeah, me tell you. No context, because if Robertson had went down holding his foot, is it a free out? Yeah. At Capella University, education is as smart as the world around us. With the FlexPath format, you can take classes at your own pace, set your own deadlines, and even leverage your previous experience to move faster. Now that's smart. Learn more at capella.edu. Well, no, you see, it's 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 not even that you see because context is lost now, Shawnee, and this is this is my issue about it. Now, I, I, no, no, it, yeah, but but you see, Shawnee, the game of football, the hell game of football is that football is not played in slow motion. Yes, Shani, I fully agree with you. And and let me explain, right? Context is lost in all of this for the simple reason is because we've been driven down this avenue now where context is not allowed, right? There's no con, the context to me in that situation is, and I agree with Keith and I agree with Chris, it's a penalty in today's game because of where we've been led and the road we've been led down. Okay. Listen, don't get me wrong. If you put 20 people in a room and reenact that and put them in, one in a black jersey and one in a white jersey and don't tell you who the players are, nobody's giving it, okay? In in a yeah, standard exactly. conversation, right? The context is lost. So if you look at the context, like I've heard people going, well, Welbeck gets to the ball and, and Robertson kicks him and it's a penalty. Well, no, not really. Because let's be honest about it. If you, that you, you've been told to think like that, you've been actually subconsciously told to, to think like that. Because if you look at it, Welbeck gets a touch, Robertson takes the, him and the well takes a bit of him and the ball and it goes out towards the edge of the box Welbeck if he's hit that hard and he, and for a penalty he should go down he should collapse because he's being hit he doesn't he runs on three to four steps and then falls on the ground in a weird kind of fucking way right obviously as the lad said it's 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 a last ditch attempt it's a Hail Mary as somebody said in the comments earlier be, to get a penalty alright my issue around all this is A the context has disappeared it's gone Forget about it, right? And the clear and obvious thing is the, it's what's killing me, right? Because as you said, Kevin Friend, whoever's in the van, right, decides that to have a look at this. Now, if, if I say to you, Shawnee, I'm watching that and I watch and I see it in normal speed, okay, and I say, no, not a penalty. And you watch it in normal speed and go, oh, well, from this angle, you didn't see it right. He does catch him. That's clear and obvious. When you start slow mowing stuff, clear and obvious goes out the window. It's, it's not it's, clear enough, it's, if you it's not that. exactly because exactly. you cannot you cannot make a comparison of clear and obvious <laughs> when you have one example at real speed and one example at you know you know knocking the square remote back minus thirty two or sixty four whatever the fucking way they do it right 
you cannot make it a comparison to say it's clear and obvious. So as soon as he got, now I got told on the post-match show yesterday that the, the, the VAR fellas are told not to make decisions. Now I'm being told tonight that Jamie Carragher is saying that he heard the conversation yeah, and all right. this was for show, right? Somebody, this is, this is where the transparency comes into it. The transparency should be that we can hear the conversation. And if Kevin Friend can be heard by everybody on the TV, listen, I'm having a look at that. I think that might be a penalty, right? And I'm going to show it to you in real time and see what you think. And I'm going to slow it down. And slowing it down amplifies any contact, right? But nobody's looking about what happened before and what happens after and where Danny Welbeck ends up and where the ball ends up. That doesn't matter anymore. That does not matter anymore. And we're being led down this road and we're, we're slightly being brainwashed, in my opinion, into these are the rules and this is the way. And it's all because you want to get any little advantage. When, like you said, common sense comes into play and it's not a penalty. It's not a penalty. But that's the way we're going. Now, he goes to the video and he looks at it. When he goes to that video, he should be showing it in real time. And go, look at it in real time. There's five angles. What do you think? Right? When you slow it down, you see a, a toe hitting a toe. It's contact. Now, part of me thinks that the referee is then under massive pressure to give it because that's the protocol. The protocol is wrong. The rules are wrong. The way they're implemented is wrong. And the procedures in how they are shown to us is completely and utterly wrong. And that is the issue I have with VAR. We are going to do a show on it about on Wednesday because of a couple of people that think it's the best thing since sliced bread and me and somebody else don't. So we're going to have a big argument right. about it. Um, you know, but, but, but when I look at that, Sean, it's infuriating to me, right? that we're getting to this level now where, like you said, Fabinho can't move out of the way, but that's given if the other fella's not offside. This is the game we're being led to. And if people are happy with that, fair enough if that's what they're happy you know with. What? But it's absolutely and utterly wrong, in my opinion. Well, i tell you, I tell you how bad it's gotten that these TV companies have just literally denied multiple Premier Every Premier League club money, they're just saying, you're not getting what you are asked without even a fight. Because... The, the, it's in a shambles at the moment. I don't care what they say. And I don't buy into the Project Restart conspiracy. I don't buy into it. These decisions are happening every week. This is game week 10 for Liverpool. Over the eight weeks, over the 10 weeks, I think we've had this discussion eight times. We don't know. But we're I not the only ones, Shawnee. We're not the only ones. If you go, if you go, if you go onto Arsenal channels or United channels or any channel, you, they're, they're all having this conversation. Gav, Fucking United. Gav, Gav, I'm watching Juventus in the Milan uh, Valencia, Villarreal. This never happens. There's none of this shit. There's never any of this drama. There's none of that. Champions League. It's all got to do with interpretation in England. We're giving them fucking agents too, yeah. too much power. That's what's happened here. And there's no accountability. There's, remember that clip that was going around a couple of weeks ago, the lads in Australia. The ref makes a decision. He runs to the centre of the pitch after he makes the decision. He calls the captain. He said, look, I'm just checking it now. We don't know if the ball took a flick off your player before it went through. If he did, he's offside. If he hasn't, he's onside. All right? So we see straight away, there's clarity. Yeah. There's accountability. But that's what I'm saying. What the Transpar- trans- transparency is where it is. And you see... These fellas make the who was the I can't tell you who was the that well, Stuart that well, fella gave the goal before when they didn't win. He should have been cornered by BT yesterday. They're fucking well paid now, they're not part time anymore. It's not like the days of Howard Webb, yeah. But you see, that's she's Shawnee that you're never going to get that, and but because you're never going to get it, Shawnee, the best you're going to get 
is him mic'd up. Not all game. Not so you can no. hear every player effing and blowing no. him. But all he used to do was press a button and say, uh, referee in the thing, I'm looking at that. And he talks back and everyone can hear it. Now, the players won't be able to, but it's easy to pull the two captains together and go, listen, this is what's happened. This is the decision. And everyone knows. That's what's going on. Okay. And and what compound, but what compounds it from me, Sean, is tonight in the Wolves-Arsenal game, uh, Dama Traore goes past Gabriel, right? It's in the box. He goes by him. There's contact, right? So, now, I'm going to be honest. To me, it's not a penalty. It's not enough contact to go down. But if you're going to go by the protocols that you've seen yesterday and in other games, right, you have to give that penalty. That referee wasn't brought to the screen. That referee, it was checked by VAR apparently. Now, I don't know. Is he making decisions? Is he not making decisions? No one really fucking knows because we're just, it's all a guessing game, right? And it's look at the draw. But, but what, I'm, what I'm saying is, Shani, it does not go to the screen. So what I want, I would much rather if he said, not a penalty, VAR says, I'm checking it now, come to the screen and have a look at it. But that doesn't happen. So how do you have a game at half 12 yesterday where a fella goes there or a fella goes down and it's stopped and slow mo the fuck and it's given. And then you come along today and nothing happens happens it's just our oh, check now it's not clear and obvious well if yesterday's not clear and obvious how is this one not and this is what i'm talking about they're not even implementing what they're meant to be doing like they don't know what they're fucking doing is what i'm trying to tell you but you know what the, the, these broadcasters can tell clubs what they want because i don't know what he is now broadcasters demand that certain players and certain teams do a certain amount of media work why aren't they going to the referee saying actually do you know what you're in on this because they're in on all the money they're getting well paid why can't why can't Stuart Atwell do five minutes after the game yesterday getting interrogated by Des Kelly the way Klopp was? Why? I don't know, but but you're never because the lead the PGMOL Mike Riley and he was the biggest coward of a ref when he was refing in the Premier League and he will not allow a referee to be held accountable and that's why they're going to basically union there now. But you, but you see, that's the thing, lads. Person on the pitch. Yeah. Yes, I couldn't but, agree more. but he's not anymore, Shani. But he's not anymore because you see, you think he's the most important person on the pitch, well, and you're probably, him. but you're probably right in what you're saying. But the way they have, the way they, now the way they have driven this narrative, and the way they have driven this, the procedures and the protocols, and the way it's carried out, eliminates anybody of responsibility, Shani. The referee does not. The referee does not make a decision there yesterday. Okay, because he do, because because he doesn't feel hold on because he doesn't feel he needs to make one, and then another fella comes along. Hold on, another fella comes along. It shouldn't be even. They shouldn't have the luxury of deciding what they fucking want and won't do. But this, but Shani, exactly. I'm agreeing with you, but I'm agreeing with you. I'm agree. And then when yeah. you hear his lips, then you can think to yourself, well, do you know what? That must be it. This is every fucking week we're having this. Shawnee, I'm, I'm saying this since last season, Shawnee. I'm saying, but what I'm saying to you is the way they have driven this is to, uh, you know, exonerate people of actual responsibility. Because what you see there yesterday is a referee not making the decision because he doesn't feel he needs to make one. Then it goes to VAR. The VAR fella stops it, as Grizz says. And then apparently he makes the decision. And then it comes over and the referee looks at it. Right. And then the referee goes, Oh yeah, I'm giving the penalty. Right. So who's responsible? Because you can't tell me the referee is responsible, Grizz or Shawnee, because well, he's actually yeah. not fundamentally yeah. he's not because he's made a responsible decision. Okay. He's been pulled up on it, he's been told his fucking opinion, and then he's got he's shown evidence that isn't a even what he's seen in the for? first place. What does A stand for in VAR? Assistant. And what does an assistant do? Assists. Is he the primary decision maker? Well, no. he could, well, the argument is that a linesman could make a decision, but they're not. They're not barely fucking putting the flags the up for throw-ins now. But He's listen, the foreign official, foreign official, referees assistant in the in the in the ground. 
All yes. right. So the VAR is the part of it. The linesman is a primary decision maker. Mm. He can be overruled by the referee. The referee is the fucking god, so to speak. Not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore because they've diluted the responsibility to the point where we are just all left guessing as to what's going on, how it's being done, how it's being carried out and how they're getting to decisions. And that, listen, I don't give a fuck what Jamie Carragher is saying and he heard this conversation and why can't, if he can hear it, why can't I? Yeah. Why can't I? Me, you and everybody else that's watching that game is paying for this. But that the Carragher one wasn't in the, that game. The Carragher one was the Salah one against West Ham. Yes, but but right. Well, why can't I hear what happened? Mm. I have more right than Jamie Carragher to hear what's going on because I'm the customer. And I should I should be given all the fucking details. You know that in rugby referees are heralded. Yeah, yeah, the because that that's that but that's a, that's a standard that they're set to. That's a standard that that's being set. Exactly. That, yeah, but how did they set that? Are accountable because what yeah. you hear what they have to say. And even after games, referees are asked. Six Nations, you've often seen. It doesn't even get that far. They're heralded. Whereas over here, we, we'll give them jobs when they fucking retire. We don't want to hear what they have to say when they're action, when they're in action. And then they all retire. Damon Gallagher, yeah. fucking, what's the man's name? That was Peter Walton. Walton. Peter Walton. Happy to take cash off Scoy and BT. Yeah. Every never other point. Never show up then. Yeah, they, they never, never show Yeah, but you see, but you see. They were just saying, but... You're just you're just glossing over it. You're just Who saying what you are because you're turning around and saying, "Well, the referee still should be the primary decision maker." I'm in no. Hold on a minute. Hold on. Well, I'm going to stop you there. I'm in no way glossing over this. Yeah, I, no, no, no I'm not. No, I'm not saying yeah. that that's the way it is. I'm up. I'm my main problem is is because it is like this, Shawnee. This is my main issue with it. Me, me main issue with this is not the technology and not, and to a certain extent, not the referees. The, my main problem with this is, is that the, everything that they're trying to do, they're doing wrong, right? And yeah. they're leading you down this path to try and exactly. make you believe that this is the right way for the game to be. And it's well, not. It's but they're passing responsibility not. because then none of them are saying no, it's the right they're not thing. Pa- they're not passing they responsibility. They what are. they're doing is they're diluting responsibility. And um, by pa- passing responsibility, right, is no in no way as effective as diluting it, right? Because if I pass responsibility to you, we can all blame you, Keith. If I dilute it amongst those four, it's much harder to pinpoint something. And that is what they're doing. It's not pa- passing, it's diluting it. Because you come away from that game yesterday and you don't know if Kevin Friend, Stuart Atwell, or who anybody fucking else in a van or a studio or wherever it is in Stockley Park <clears> has made that decision. You simply don't. And that is the problem with VAR. That is the well, simple wait, problem. Exactly. So, right, for instance, right, so in an ideal world yesterday, Atwell is called after the game, right? Same mm-hmm. way that uh, man of the match would be, right? Mm-hmm. If Jota gets oh, a hand, he's, he's asked to talk them through his goals. Do you often do not on Sky? Jota, talk us through what you did here, what you're saying. Mm-hmm. How hard is it for that? And why can't they just turn around the steward Atwell and to the fucking, to the referees, to the PGM, whoever it is, uh, listen, the refs are going to have to speak. It's as simple as that. Yeah. And if you don't, you're fucking out. But we'll, you don't, we'll, but you see, Sean, you don't even need to do that. What you need to do is you need to go back and you need to get into the game and you say in the game, listen, you're going to speak, but we, we won't do it afterwards. We'll do it on the fucking spot. And you're going to press a button and you're going to make your voice heard to everybody watching this game and the person yeah. that you're talking to was the same. And then they're explaining themselves in real time. They're not getting a chance to tinker up and they're not getting Peter Walton or whoever else to make up excuses for them, whether it's on BT or Sky or or, you know, Sky the next day on, on Sky 
Sky Sports News. It's happening in real time. And that's why the likes of the NFL, that's why the likes of rugby uh, especially, have an absolutely right because everybody knows what's happened. Everybody knows what the decision is and why it's being made. Okay, yeah. and and then it put, and and that's where responsibility comes back in because you are nailing responsibility to people. You, they can't have a private little conversation that they can only hear, and Jamie Carragher gets in on as well. And then you will see actual decisions being made, and they won't be able to lead you down this garden path of oh well, that's that's contact and that's a penalty because you have to have context around it. They will have to speak context. You know, what's the ball going in? It was probably going miles away from it. There's nothing in it. Something like that along them lines. That's where it's coming to, Shani. And it will go on every week. It will go on every week. And... I'm saying it for so fucking long. You, you can argue that the technology is great and you can argue that the refs or the people running it are a joke, but until you have the full facts and you simply don't because they won't fucking show it to you, you cannot make a call that VAR works. No fucking way. No, no, no way. hundred. I agree with you and all of that, but it's being completely just fucking handball. Do you look at the FA Cup last year? The lines weren't even straight that they were drawing. This is all still being left down to human interpretation. Mm. And this is the problem. There's zero accountability. It's still down to human interpretation. You said, why, why, is, the, why is the line drawn from Ben White's fucking left foot yesterday when uh, that's not even... It's the right hand side of the body. Is, is, yeah. Do you know yeah, what I mean? It's, it's still, still leading to human error. The goal line technology works because it's fucking either it is or it isn't. The offside will get like that. I've seen a good thing yesterday that the Dutch have lim- implemented yeah. and it's brilliant. It actually adds to the game. It adds to the game. This is yeah. what they should yeah. be doing. They're subtracting now, and we're giving all these fucking shite bags power. We're, get, we're giving it. We shouldn't even be talking about this. But they're, they're not accountable. Like you said, they're all mates. They're all in this big union, so they're not going to overrule each other. They're not going to do that. But he, your man, sure that well. It should be his call. If they turn around and say to him, "There's a possible penalty there. Have a look, Stu." They were all out at that time when Harry Kane, the last minute penalty against Liverpool, mm. the, that fucking shite bag, John, John Moss, John. turned around and says, I don't know, but I'm giving it. And mm. he's asking a man for yeah. to tell him what he's all but, but you see, this is the thing. And the argument yeah. you would get is that it's, it's a work in progress. I'm sorry, but you don't turn up um, with a work in progress to, to a Premier League game. You turn up. And if it means delaying it and testing it right, I just, you know, go along with what everyone else is doing and learn it properly, you will absolutely be fine. But what what they're doing here is damaging the product immeasurably. Um, it, it could be argued because people will literally just go, I'm not watching that shit anymore. I really am. Um, Grizz, I want to come back to you because you haven't spoken for 15 minutes because you hate VAR chat. Hate it. Um, I told you I was doing a show on Wednesday night about it and you scoffed at me and wouldn't talk to me for at least 12 to 14 minutes. Um, clop after the game. He's upset. Now, this is, in my opinion, a pre-rehearsed um, Des Kelly thing um, that BT have put him up to. And I'll stand by that. Um, 100%. But do you see where he's coming from, Grizz? Because I I get the feeling, my my feeling on it is, is that he's extremely frustrated. He's he's put these things forward and what he said is coming true. I think it's, I don't think it's just Jürgen Klopp speaking on this. I think it's the actual club that are letting Jürgen Klopp, they're backing him 100% on this. And other managers have said the same, but BT go for him yesterday. And I think there's a bit of frustration there that he's not being backed enough by others. But what, what's your take on it? Yeah, I thought it was, um, I thought it was a difficult watch for me personally. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I think Shawnee said it earlier that I have never seen Klopp like that. Um, and it's not only Klopp. 
Pep's been saying it for ages. And Pep's got to a point where, I don't know if you guys know, how the way he approaches interviews after the game, he gives one-word yeah. answers and gets the fuck out of there. He's learned the hard way or whatever way he's learned. He's realized no one in this country gives a shit. And that is Pep's mentality. He, I often watch his press conferences. Don't ask me why, but I'm a football man. I do that shit. I watch his press conferences and he talks about, and he's very, he's very blunt about it in terms of this country, you don't care. So talk about something else. Brilliant accent. That wasn't my uh, Jamaican accent there. Um, yeah. But um, a <laughs> couple of weeks ago, I don't know if you guys saw the Ole Gunnar Solskjaer interview. Yeah. Um, yeah. And exactly same questions, exactly same responses. Sorry, exactly same responses and the topic Ole brought up, but an absolute, but, but absolute different approach from Des Kelly. He knew Klopp's been saying this for weeks now. Klopp, right. not, Klopp hasn't said it because we've lost. Klopp hasn't said it because we're in a rut and bad performances. We're top of our Champions League and we're joint top of the league as well. Klopp's been saying it for weeks in terms of you know, this fixture congestion, this pileup. He's been saying it after we won, after we lose a uh, draw. Again, we didn't lose yesterday. Des Kelly played on it. And absolutely fair play to the Des Kelly and the broadcasters. They want hits. They want clicks. They knew what they were getting. They knew Klopp is box office. Klopp is probably one of the most passionate human beings you're likely to find in football. And he's given himself no chance to think no chance to calm down. And he's actually agreed to go and do an interview. And in my opinion, he's been naive. He's got the message across, but it could have been put across far more cleverly like a pep does. Solskjaer wasn't pulled up on it, but Solskjaer's a nobody compared to Klopp. Klopp is huge box office. They knew this is going to go viral worldwide and Klopp should know better. Maybe he could have been advised better. Maybe send out Pep Linders or someone for this interview. He was too high. No, I think that's a mistake. Especially after the uh, incidents at the end, Gav. This is where we just talked about passionately in terms of how this was so crucial, getting those pick pick up three points in terms of the depleted squad. We've just been equal. The the opposition have just equalised. Dodgy VAR, whatever. Injuries. James Milner's just popped off with an injury. It got to his head. And that's why it came out the way it came out. Um, I, it was a hard watch for me personally, but uh, both of them got their message across. Klopp knows what he wanted to say and he said it. Des Kelly got what he wanted. Just a couple of bits in there, Klopp lost it, but that's the passion. Ese último McNugget me toca a mí porque soy la mayor. ¿Y eso qué tiene que ver? Los mayores se respetan. Eso no existe, ¿cierto, mamá? Ya, yeah. quédense tranquilas. Aquí hay otra cajita de McNuggets. Respeto, ¿viste? El no hay rivalidad cuando hay McNuggets deal. Hay un deal para cada salida familiar en McDonald's. Compra uno de tus favoritos, como unos McNuggets de 10 piezas, una Big Mac, una Quarter Pounder with Cheese o un filet fish y te llevas otro por un dólar. Por tiempo limitado, precios y participación pueden variar. Válido para un producto de igual o menor valor. Mm. Shani, what do you make of it? He got strung up. Club got strung up. And you know what? I'm annoyed because he bit. Like, it was, it was cringy. Now, I love Club. I love Club to death. I die for the man, so to speak. He got done up like a kid by yesterday. Everyone was saying, because he comes on and starts barking and all, doesn't mean he's right. Grizz is, I 100% agree with Grizz. And it, we can't accuse Klopp of being sour grapes because he came out and said this at the Leicester when we batted them. Mm-hmm. That the same thing. This message was the same. And you need to understand context. Solchar said it. But Solchar was clever in a way that it got the lads back in the studio 
not talking about the fact that Pochettino was going to be on MMF, MNF the following Monday and that he was looking to take his job. So Solchar was made, changing the narrative. Club sounded a bit like a broken record yesterday. And he bit where people comparing him to Ferguson, it was very rough. He turns around and says, turns around to Des Kelly and says, Congratulations when when he asked him about Minla being injured. It's clear that Klopp is up the fucking wall. We said it last week, he looked to be a fly on as well. But Klopp Klopp has openly said that um, you know, the the the, the early kickoffs and basically everyone's trying to, okay, to yeah, work man. within the within this remix. This is all preemptive because like this was like a anyone who has ever walked in customer service they have canned answers so there's an answer that's already in the can mm-hmm. BT would have had people publicists writing these answers up all week because they had a feeling and they would have said to Des Kelly as soon as Klopp opens his mouth about the fixtures pound them with this and he destroyed them he destroyed Klopp he turned around and said what are you blaming us for? Your chief executives are the one who signed off on this. And that's the fucking truth. It was our chief executives nah, who would have signed off on this. And it, but Keith did it. That's who... That's who I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying, Sean. But I think... I don't think there's Kelly... I don't think there's Kelly... Um, Slaughter him. I, I think Klopp. He it was, it was a, and then he, he made Klopp look like a tick because Klopp, Klopp turned around and goes, oh, oh, he didn't know what to say. Yeah. And then he turns around and he goes, when's the next... When's the next chief executives meeting? Club said, "When are you going to speak?" And Club said, "I don't know." He met. He he, he was. He let him down a path. But it's Club. It's and then he yeah. went on. And what he done again was he hit him with a double whammy. He said, "What about Chris Wyler talking shit about you?" And then bang, he bit again. Like it's just, it's it's okay. stupid. John was okay. saying he didn't sign off on a COVID season. Those those fixtures would have only been signed up. It, I think it's three or four weeks beforehand. It, so this is well in the line they would have known that they would have known after the Champions League draw that this is going to be a half 12 game because I just told the money men are the ones who are making these decisions yeah and but what, you see what I see yeah, I, but you see what I think I think what Klopp's problem here is is that the, the broadcasters have the Premier League over a barrel right and um, because they're literally saying listen you're doing this or we just keep reducing payments because there's no one in grounds right and it's a COVID season it's not the product we're paying for right and I think they have them over a barrel and I think they're annoyed over it. And I think Klopp and like Solskjaer does come out and say, Luke Shaw got injured there today. These players only came back from Turkey and they had to play this. And, and he goes on, it's not good enough. And me players are well done. He kind of turns up well and says, you know, I'm proud of me players and stuff like that. What, what's going on here with Klopp is for me is that his argument here is that, listen, the fixtures have to be played. And yes, we've signed off. But why the fuck do you keep putting teams out at half 12 when they've played well, on a Wednesday that. night? All he's, all he's saying, all well, he's he saying is... Klopp should be talking down to the fellas above him. He should be asking fucking, what's your man's name? Mike Gordon. What's the story? Oh, I'm sure he is. I'm sure he is. But listen, Mike Gordon coming out and saying, oh, well, I don't think... It'll get something happening. Like Grizz said, Klopp is a different animal when it comes to getting people's attention. He's still only one man, Gab. It's not... But he's, he's, he's a lot stronger voice, Shani, than, than uh, Mike Gordon or, or anybody above him. Has, Grizz said it. Pep has jacked that in completely. And then they, they were all saying, Klopp is now the fella who fucking... Did you ever get in a workers' union where everyone is talking shit on lunch and everyone is saying, we want this to change, that to change. And then you end up being the fucking age of going down and confronting the boss yeah. and you turn around uh, and your mates are still there. That, that was the frustration. That was the pouring of 
all of that frustration and 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 that and, exactly. and, and that what happened in that press conference. They've but been having, these, they've but been but having but these conversations behind the scenes. Managers, executives, everyone's been shaking hands behind the scenes. But that was Klopp's outburst in terms of no one's doing anything about it, and that's why Klopp was at the forefront of it. And it didn't look good from our point of view because we are protective of our manager and coach. He should be the face of this campaign. But, it but affects us, but there should be a combined effort. But I, I don't, I don't understand why BT just why they don't say that. And, and Klopp has made this point that he he feels that the broadcasters aren't being flexible, where everyone else is fucking bending over backwards, right? And I think the point he's making here is we know you have us over a fucking barrel. We know you have clubs and the Premier League over a barrel. But I'm going to fucking say it, and that's where I think Klopp's coming from. And I think there's a bit of frustration there that other managers aren't backing them up publicly. Right, um, the Chris Wilder stuff is just fucking ridiculous. Any of these small, smaller teams or teams in trouble that think that the three substitute rule is better than than the five is that he deserves to go down. It's as simple as fucking that. But yeah. but but you see, I can't understand why BT don't just say, "Listen, we'll give up our half twelve slot on a Saturday if you can give us eight o'clock on the Saturday night, or you can give us fucking well, put it in a different oh, time." Adverts, this is the way it works in the tele. The adverts for them time slots are sold to the highest bidder, and that's done months in advance. That's why the Premier League, this is why you can't be arguing about time slots and all, and then at the end of the year, you're getting 180 million fucking pounds. The sold are sold to the devil, and that's what they have to get for it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I absolutely get that. But and, like when, but, and, all, and all of these chief executives should be down fucking more. And that's what Des Kelly said. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't agree with Liverpool playing Wednesday and then half that. It's a load of bollocks. But Klopp needs to pick his battles. I can't believe he went in and talked about that yesterday because they would have been thinking about that all week. He could have yeah, went It was the emotion of it, wasn't it? It was the emotion yeah, that I, they knew with that. He's after getting a, a game where there was four contentious That's all it was. That's all it was. Knew. The last yeah. at the end of the game, the emotions are high. They knew they had a, they had a no. week to prepare that. Klopp called out BT. Uh, Jeff Shreves last week after the Leicester game, he called out BT for a half twelve kickoffs. They knew they had a half twelve the following week. You're right that you had it prepared. I don't know if Des Kelly was the one that went to prepare that and sharpen his nose. I reckon it was the head of BT, Billy Thomas, or whatever yeah. his name is. Yeah. I told Des Kelly, you have to get him. I don't care if you like him because remember. Uh, all the Des Kelly fannying about with Klopp after Liverpool won the Champions League and all that and the league. Des Kelly was there on the side giving it loads and the best moments of his broadcasting career and all that. That's yeah, right. driven from the top onto him. Yeah. He was the yeah. one who was made to do it. And I agree with a lot of what Sean, you said there that, you know, Klopp fell for it. They, they dangled out the bait and he bleed and dived on it. We thought Klopp handled himself well on most of that interview. I'm going to be honest. But I think it will get painted like a Rafa rant. That would never have been said to Alex Ferguson, number one. They'd never have challenged Alex Ferguson on that. But they'll challenge Rafa Benitez, they'll challenge Pep Guardiola, they'll challenge Jurgen Klopp, they'd challenge fucking Arsene Wenger, they'd challenge Jose Mourinho. There's ones they'll challenge and there's ones they won't. They know they'll get sound bites. Alex Ferguson being the arch bully would have just said, I'm not doing interviews with you anymore. Fuck guys, why, guys, why are we the best podcast out there? So I'll tell you why, in case you guys don't know. I mean, I know you guys don't. No, of course. But but what we don't do is go straight on after match uh, for reactions as a podcast because we can't think, we can't analyze. We're so emotional, passionate. 
what we do is we give it 24 hours and then we talk about it afterwards and we analyze the situation. I think Klopp sometimes needs to do that because he's so passionate. He's so emotional. He's well, so he's contracted in the game. to talk to them, Chris. No problem. Give no, word he, Give he's not, Give be coy. He's be slight. Be, 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 do he's what you got to do. Do what you got to do. As I said, in my opinion, Pep Guardiola. You can take the piss out of him when he does interviews, but I think it's the best way. Or even Jose sometimes. Oh, look, I, I don't. Even I don't Jose disagree. Mourinho. I think. I think. I think. I think uh, if I speak, Klopp's, I'm in trouble. Uh, and that's what Klopp should say. If I if I speak, I'm no. Late. I I wouldn't exactly. go, go down that route because that's the next stage in the in the in, that's the next stage in the development of this. Um, what Des Kelly started and BT started yesterday. For me, um, if Klopp was asked a question about that, I wouldn't say, "Well, if I speak, I get in trouble." I just go, "No, I'm." Um, He's yeah, all good, all good. One line, one line answers, one one word answers, and just yeah. basically say cool. to them, "I'm not talking to you about this anymore." Because it, it, listen, you can, you yeah, can. He did say that, Gav. Yeah, but, but Grizz, but Grizz, but Grizz, you can, you can paint around it. You can paint around this all you want. You can paint around this all you want. But what what Klopp has actually said in the last couple of weeks, months probably, is actually coming true. Everything he's saying mm. is happening. Everything he's saying is happening, and all he's asking for is this is what we feel would be the solution. You know, for everybody, he is, but he's going to he's going to war for everyone here, and yeah. this is what he feels it is. And people are either just saying fucking nothing and hoping ah, he, yeah, he might get what, it, he might get yeah, it over the line. Saying. He doesn't need to go for war for everyone else. Well, he, he does, Chris, because if he feels that strongly about it, he's got to go to war. He doesn't. For him. He, he, Chris, he does because if he goes to war for himself and he gets it, he, that's all that matters. If something else follows on and the rest get it, he doesn't really give a fuck. He just wants it for himself. He wants the, he wants protection for his players and his club, and he. Doesn't feel he's getting it. Well, but not, having said that, not, I agree. Having said that, I agree with you. Oh, it is counterproductive. It is counterproductive because of the way it, it unfolded yesterday. But now it's going to have to. Now he's going to have to go. Well, listen, I'm going to just have to go a different way around this. You know, he's going to have to nearly laugh at broadcasters when they go, "Oh, even another player injured is going to go, yeah," and just stare at him, just stare the, at him the, and say nothing. I think you should do the interview in The giveaway yesterday was. When uh, he asked him about the penalty, right? And Klopp said the ref gave it, so it's a penalty. That what did Des Kelly reply? You, you so, yeah, don't. so so you agree it's a penalty then, and then just moved on as if to yeah. say you're at the Big same man. right what you to say. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. cheeky cunt. It was a cheeky cunt, but he's allowed to. That's his job. He was supposed to be a cheeky cunt. You know? Do you know what I mean? Boys, people are getting that Grizz there for turning around saying Klopp's not contracted. He's not contracted because if you remember what he said last week on Sky. I'm not contracted to talk to you, but I do it every week. He's not. You have to deal with yeah. the pre match and post match. Yeah. He can do what he likes. He can go into the. He, if you notice, there's the instant pre match reactions and then there's a press conference. The press conference will suffice. Yeah. Um, Kieran says, Grizz, don't talk rubbish. Klopp no shows that or changes tack. They jump on it next time. Doesn't matter if it's next week or next. Yeah, I agree with that. I I, not, not the Grizz I, talking rubbish thing because everyone's entitled to an opinion, but I agree yeah. with the fact that no, if, you if you change tact, um, that's the next stage in the development of this story that they're looking well, let for. Me, let, me, let, me, let me reply to that because he's, he's told me I'm talking rubbish. So let me okay. reply to that. The, the best manager this Premier League You should block him been. back. No, no, he's a lovely fella. <laughs> he's a top, top fella, Kieran. Um, I stopped. Um, the 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 best pro, the best manager this this league's ever seen has been who has been two two of the two best managers that the, this Premier League's ever seen Alex oh, Ferguson yeah. and Jose Mourinho it hasn't affected them. What do you mean it hasn't affected them? It hasn't it hasn't affected them. He's saying it's going to the, the the press could jump on their back. It hasn't it no, hasn't affected them and the clubs. They they held they they didn't turn up. They gave one word answers. They they banned 
broadcasters from interviews. Yeah. So it, it works for the best. I don't know why our yeah, manager well, has listen, to be a cheerleader for the rest of the Premier League. So I, it's, you know, he's I don't, entitled. I don't. He, can, he can give his opinion. He can, he can handle it. But when he's that emotional, when the game's taken the events they took, he needs to be more clever. That's what I said. I didn't well, say just totally just shut up. Well, listen, we have to finish up. It's an hour and 40 in. But I, I think the, I think the broadcasters lose out in the long run in this. I think Klopp will, will remember this. And I think I think whether he gets what he wants or I not, agree. I think down the line, at some stage, they're going to come look for him and he's going to go, fuck off. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm literally going to do 100%. the minimum I want. But the, it's the way he does the minimum amount that's needed. It's the way he does it. It's the it's the way he comes across. Because if he comes across as bitter or if I speak, I'm in trouble, sort of shy. No, but he's just better off going, yeah, and just staring him. It's just staring oh, him. It's just staring this fella down. He did yesterday. That's the problem. He came across as bitter yesterday. The Milner, like the Milner comment was stupid. Congratulations, he said to Des Kelly. Like Des Kelly actually gives a bollocks. He's just going in to do. Like, like but Bruce that's a reaction. Said. That's a reaction to him saying the amount of games they're being asked to play. Is, we're going to end up. We're going to end no, up with players going down because they're being asked to play, play too many. Didn't play have too to many ask games. him about an injury. Kelly knew what he was doing by yeah. bringing up what, the injury. What, yeah. that's the. What and there's us the club, Jorgen Club, is how human. He is amongst yeah. fucking immortals, so to speak. We put all these people on the... Pe- Jürgen Klopp is so human. When he talks about politics and real-world situations, you agree with him, you relate to him. A lot of people related to Diego Maradona because there was that human side of him. Yeah. This is the human side of Klopp. He's reacted, he's angry, and it's good to know that he feels exactly like us. He turned around and said last week in a press conference, this is a load of bollocks. And this is exactly what he said. This is a load of bollocks. There's no fans here to watch the lads. It's it's bullshit. Yeah. He feels exactly like us. If BT had a fucking... See, I could have hooked the head off Des Kelly after an interview yesterday and get away with it. Because it doesn't make a difference to me. I'm nobody. Klopp is human. He's annoyed. He's pissed off. He's like us all. The injury after injury, it's getting to him. You could see it. You could see him with Pep after the game. This is what endears Klopp towards but there's a fine line, and it's just Ferguson done a perfectly. Grace hit the nail on the head there. Jose and Ferguson did whatever they wanted with the media, and nothing ever happened. Like people are saying, they'll drive Klopp out of the country. That doesn't happen. Media, they're not powerful enough. They're not powerful enough to, to drive players or managers out of the league. It won't happen. Because at the end of the day, you hear them often saying, we don't read the newspaper, we don't listen to our products, but it got to them. They, they, the cunt snared him the other day, that Des Kelly, little rat. And he shouldn't be anywhere near fucking Kirby doing interviews yeah. for great games, knockout games. He should be told the fuck off. Because he's a and he's, oh, yeah. he's been in Klopp's office. Yeah. Yeah, he's been in clubs office wanking him off on a suit. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, they've had arm wrestles together. They've had arm wrestles. 100%. Together. Yeah, he is naked <laughs> arm wrestles. He has been, and it's naked true. Arm but do you know, do you know one thing before we finish up on this? What that Are we finishing or what's up, going on? Well, just very quickly, like, Christmas. something that Klopp said about the he speaks is for a lot of the managers that were in the so called big six. This is a sign as well, the Chris Wilder stuff, of why they want to do the project big picture. That, these little minnowy shit teams that are only in the league for a few leading one or two seasons, having the same voting rights. The five subs is killing the teams in England and it's killing Liverpool at the moment. It'll kill Sheffield United. It'll kill every one of them. And Klopp is like... 
it's comeback was superb, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, fair play to you, Chris Wilder. You have three subs at one point. <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? But that that's what it's getting like. This is the small mentality that they have. They, this these smaller clubs, you know. And Chris Wilder's been a straight shooter. The last few weeks he's been a fucking joke. The thing about Klopp when fans are going back in, always oh, you not speaking up for Sheffield, not getting fans. That's nothing to do with Jurgen Klopp. Do you know what I mean? That's not fucking like he's trying to throw everything back at Klopp because Klopp has somehow taken on the mantle of being the mouthpiece for the big clubs, which is what you have said. And maybe he shouldn't. But if he doesn't do it, who else is going to? But I, I've, I've said I've said loads of time. I can't understand how Sheffield United, West Brom, or whoever down that end of the table that you would consider to be, although they've twenty five men squads, the quality probably goes to fourteen players as opposed to twenty. Right, <clears throat> I can't understand why these aren't pushing for five subs because know, yeah. and say to themselves, lads, we might get four or five games between now and January where we're winning two nil and we can put an extra two fellas on and we can rest two of our bigger players because we might struggle in the second half of the season. And, and what's going to happen here? And listen, if I, I could be wrong, but I don't think I am. What's going to happen is come February, you're going to have the likes of Chris Wilder and whoever else is down there going. Well, I have to play fucking. Um, this fella here, he's sixteen or he's seventeen because of no one else. Because yeah. I, I could only make I, I can only make three fucking subs, and all my players are fucked. And that's what's going to happen. Now there is clubs out there that will just have one game a week, and it's a normality to them. Sheffield United being one of those. But at the end of the day, it's still a condensed. You know, it's still a condensed league. And even if Liverpool are losing players, if if Sheffield United are losing players at half the rate Liverpool are, Liverpool will still turn up at Sheffield United and have a better team than them. Do you mm. know what I mean? And three or four players out for Sheffield United is way more in, in the context to six or seven to Liverpool because of the quality of the squads. I can't understand where these teams are going with this. Um, it's it's absolutely insane. And, and, and to be perfectly honest... I, I can't see why this wasn't done at the start of the season and just going, listen, it's five fucking subs. Who made that decision? Yeah. It's, it's, it's a madness. Because they're basically saying to you, listen, we're going to cram them all in. We're going to cram all these fixtures in. There's going to be fellas in Europe and Europa League, Champions League, it could be FA Cup League, or whatever the fuck you want to play. We're going to make this a much shorter season and we're going to make this play three subs, even though... When everyone else is even though we're but even though we were fluting around at the end of last season with five subs, what's the fucking difference now? There's no difference in the football between July and August of last season to, you know, September or October, whenever it started. Uh, September, sorry. And and May of next season. There's absolutely no difference in the football. The only difference is it's more of a workload on teams now. Where was Wilder calling for equality when the Carabao Cup wouldn't give us a dig out last year? This exactly this time last year coming up to Christmas when we had to pay the young yeah. against uh, White Aston Villa. Where was Wilder then? Where my Liverpool being looked at? And in fairness, I watched the, the Wilder's interview yesterday because I knew they were going to do what they do. Yeah. And he comes down and he goes, look, you've taken what I've said completely out of context. He goes, we've had these meetings. He goes, and you guarantee that every single person from each club are only looking out for themselves. And that's all he said, really, was. He goes, I've not respect for Liverpool as a football club and Jurgen Klopp as a coach. He goes, now, don't try to paint it as something else. And he goes, Klopp knows that as well. So they, they, the media, like referees, are giving them too much fucking power to create these narratives. Yeah, I know. I, I listen. Um, Grizz wants to go home. He's just messaged me. He said, lads, he said, enough of this bollocks. No, we didn't. He just said, lads, one hour 46. And we are taking the piss. Um, before we go, lads, man of the match. 
Uh, Riz gets sorry. paid by the ward on these shows, yeah. and he's not getting yeah. a ward, and he's gone off the yeah. kick as cat. He's gone off his. He's got. He's just hit his I've limit. I've enjoyed it. I've yeah. really enjoyed listening. It's to been. You. Listen, that's listen. And Kieran Thorne said there no hard feelings to Grizz. We don't agree. No on man. No, no. That, that, listen, there's no problem with what you put into that chat. Never, unless it's being racist or, or you know, just wrong. Abusive. Um, abusive. But, but Kieran telling Grizz he's talking rubbish and backing her up with a point is absolutely and utterly fine and always will be. Um, oh, Grizz wants to manscape now, says Rajiv. No, he's keeping it for his birthday. Don't forget to wish Grizz a happy birthday next Saturday. Um, Shawnee, man of the match, go. Matt Phillips. Good stuff. Uh, Keith, man of the match. Yeah, Matt Phillips. Okay. And Grizz, man of the match. Matt Phillips. Really? Okay. Uh, I think he had a good game. I'm going to go for Gino Ronaldo. I thought Gino Ronaldo was really, really good. Um, I couldn't go with that. Yeah, so I'm going to go with Gina Monaldo. Um I think that's it. Before I go, a couple of sponsors this week. Football Prizes um, will be sponsoring the Midweek Fix, which will be about VAR on Wednesday. And if people want to tune in and watch that, you can. If it's not your thing, don't. And it's the only time I'm ever going to tell you not to watch a show. But I think it'd be really interesting. We have two people that really like VAR and get behind it. And two people that are against it. I'm one of them. But that'll be on at 10 o'clock on Wednesday. That will be sponsored by Football Prizes. Footballprizes.co.uk. They basically raffle off. Um, football memorabilia signed shorts that they have the letters of authenticity um, with them um, tickets are usually around four, 3 to £4 to £5 there's usually a maximum of 99 tickets sold there's a brilliant Virgil van Dijk giving away um, on Friday and this week's I think it's a signed and friend James Milner one so check them out footballprizes.co.uk you'll find them on Twitter and on Instagram as well and of course on Facebook where they do their live um, raffles but um, type in football prizes you'd be fine the other one of course is Colossus Bets um, this is one that we messed around with last week just to see get our, get our eye in and see what way it is but basically um, it's like a syndicate so we're going to throughout the week we're going to try to get you involved in the Flick Sports app um, on Twitter on Instagram and we're going to pick a, se- a selection of games for during the week and probably next weekend and we're going to get your thoughts on them and with them we're going to put the syndicate bet on and you can put some money in as little or as much as you want but try supporters with that it's a usual sign up that you would with any bookies takes about five six minutes including putting your license and stuff on it like that for for id but it's really good it's a way for us to interact with you and pick predictions together and then you're not under any obligation to put in loads of money you can put in bleeding a pound or two pound whatever it might be and we'll see how that goes but that's colossus bets as well also on instagram and Twitter but that has been the Fatback 4 it's an hour and 49 minutes old it's um, we're sorry um, I apologise on behalf of hour. all of us um, we could do another hour but um, no we're not um, <laughs> Shawnee will kill me and Grizz will just disown me if we keep them um, going on like that but that's been it Shawnee it's been an absolute pleasure we'll talk to you soon cheers lads good stuff Keith uh, someone said earlier you're rocking that Italian stuff um, we're paying you way too much. You've new clothes on every fucking I know, week. Oh, yeah. Doing well. I'm doing well. Never yeah. any Liverpool guard. It's always something. <coughs> else, yeah, absolutely. And Grizz, um, your birthday next Saturday. Um, and we can't much, wait for much, next much, much more important than that. Carnage Thursday. Make oh. sure. Oh, there's a carnage on Thursday? Oh, listen, I'm consistent. What time? Usual time. 10 o'clock? You don't want right. at 12, I'm on at 10, Grizz. You don't have yeah. the usual time. Yeah, yet. well, you know, you've caught me out there. But Standard. <laughs> Standard. Yeah, 10 p.m. this is. Carnage. Carnage, standard time. It wouldn't be carnage if I did it all at the same time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, listen, um, 
just to let you know, uh, the forum is back tomorrow. Tuesday, we'll, we'll have a pre-match show and a post-match show. Wednesday, we will have the VA, big VAR chat. Thursday will be Grizz and Carnage. And Friday will be the Friday forecast. We have a couple of new guests coming on during the week as well. So if you see them, give them a, give them a thumbs up and give them a bit of support in the chat. But, um, another full week from the LFC day trippers on the way. That is it. We're out of here. I'm going for a smoke over and out. People say treat yourself like you need a reason. But McDonald's treats are perfect for every day. Like bold McCafe iced coffee. Get any size for $1.69. Or pick up any size sweet tea for a dollar. The largest served in an insulated cup that keeps your tea cold. Feeling a little extra something-something? Try the classic bakery sweets like an apple fritter. With so many ways to treat yourself, you don't need an excuse. Just come back tomorrow. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. This podcast is brought to you by Progressive. Have you tried the Name Your Price tool yet? It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to find a rate that works for you. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive. Get your quote today at Progressive.com and see why four out of five new auto customers recommend Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Social Podcast Network.